It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Somewhere in the Skies podcast is free to listen to every week. But if you would like to help support the show, we have a very active Patreon page where you give what you think the show is worth. In return, you'll get early access to the main show, bonus episodes, and priority to ask our guests your listener questions. Your support truly makes the show continue and grow. So, to learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. What's up, guys? Uh, can't get enough of that music. Um, welcome. Welcome to a very special Halloween-themed live stream of Somewhere in the Skies today. Uh, good morning to all of you on the East Coast, on the West Coast. I know it's early for you West Coasters, and it is late morning on the East Coast. So I hope you enjoy this horror movie review with your morning coffee. Uh, it is almost 4 p.m. here in the UK. So we're moving on from coffee. I got a little bit of a little fun inebriation planned for tonight. I'm going to need it. Uh, but that has nothing to do with our guests. It has everything to do with the movie we will be discussing. And as you saw in the intro, it is Halloween Ends, the highly divisive movie that just came out to end the most recent trilogy of the Halloween franchise. So to discuss this movie today with us is we have Dennis Kahlo, we have Bethany Watson, and we have Nick Westermeyer. Guys, welcome to Somewhere in the Skies. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, that was the most excited intro I've ever I've ever had from this. So thank you guys. Thank We're you for joining me. I know it's early. We're highly caffeinated and psyched to be here. Cheers. Ryan, to, <laughs> Cheers, to, guys. Like, to be a person who listens to your voice on a weekly basis and then see you talking live is like, and actually being here is such an honor. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been oh, such a huge fan of yours for so long. And then like, after we connected, I was like, oh my God, we're friends now. Best friends. But, when, but every time I listen to the podcast, I'm like, God, he's so good. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I know him. I text him sometimes. <laughs> You know, I know. Even during the intro, tough. Dennis just tapped me and he went, he's so good. Nick, what do you have to, what good things do you have to say about me, Nick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I go way, way back. <laughs> That's true. The, That's the true. Nice friendship is this. Ryan's like, Nick, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but um, I'm moving apartments. Could you, can you come like right now? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. Well, Are you going to yes. buy me Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes. 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 And then he doesn't hear from me for another. <laughs> Where were you when I moved to Scotland? Come on. And I wouldn't. Listen, I would have come for that. That's a free. <laughs> Give me Nick, you should have. 
Yeah, Nick, you really should have. If you were a decent friend, even a decent friend, you would have gotten on that. Plane. I'm a yeah. failure. I'm a failure as a You're friend. You're a failure as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we could preamble forever, but the <laughs> mm-hmm. reason we're here today is to discuss Halloween ends. Uh, I do want to say hello to everyone in the chat. Is the video over? No, West Rule. It's just beginning, just my friends. So welcome. Started, this party is Hillary just- is here. It's just getting started. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, So, yeah, we're going to be discussing Halloween Ends. For those of you who have not seen it yet, this will be a very spoiler-heavy review Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. So, warning you right now. Um, And, hey, if you're watching it live, you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why I'm saying this, but stop watching this. (laughs) It's on Peacock or the movie theater. What what poor marketing on my part. Stop watching us right now. You know, Ryan, since I started doing my YouTube videos, like I can see where where I say like, so here's where I get into spoilers. That's immediately where people stop watching. (laughs) And then they come back like a week later. They're like, I finally watched the movie and now I can finish this fucking review. (laughs) Five minutes. Can we curse on here? Is it? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. I just want to talk about the difference of backdrops. It's like mega backdrop with me and Dennis. Ryan, he's got like a backdrop. Me, he's like, I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Right. It goes from, you can see the evolution from Nick's kitchen to my measly attempted Halloween to like full on professional <laughs> horror film director and film actor. It's like the level of professionalism. It's like, here's Nick. <laughs> and there's nothing else. You're like, it's on. You know, yeah, we're we, talking we, uh, dollar we, store we, back here. We got these for free at Kohl's. Kohl's got, cash. Yeah, Kohl's, we use Kohl's cash to get oh, all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's the most suburban That's thing you've said yet. Welcome. I know, I know. We're now suburban. If you return from Amazon packages to Kohl's, you get $5 Kohl's cash. <laughs> You spend it on Halloween. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there is your tip of the day, guys. There you go. Yes. Yes. Love, yes. It. Yep. Love it. Yep. Anything to shove it to Amazon. Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, and we're also wearing our Art Bell headsets in honor of, you know, this, the, the not genre. just spooky season, but this is the, you know, we're talking to an alien expert, uh, uh, you know, so it's like we had to sort yep. of pay homage to Art Bell as yep. well. And we're the founder <laughs> of the feast. The founder of the feast. I love it. I love it. Well, for any of our watchers, our um, our eventual listeners, this will be a podcast as well after the live stream. Uh, let's let's introduce you guys to the audience. We saw some brief intros there, Nick. I hope you enjoyed that little oh, frat house massacre Back cameo I found. Um, <laughs> tell us who you guys are, Nick. Let's start with you, buddy. Um, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here today? Uh, I'm Nicholas Westermeyer. I am a college professor, an actor, and a director in New York, based out of New York. Uh, That's what I do. Uh, I'm here because I love all of these beautiful people in this room, and I love talking horror movies. It's literally my – I look forward to it every year. I I make Ryan do these so I can come talk (laughs) to He does, usually by gunpoint, but he didn't have that. Yeah, but he moved to Scotland, so I had had to figure out new ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. Bribery, bribery is a funny, fickle thing. Um, Dennis Bethany, uh, yeah, introduce yourselves to our audience, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, um, I'm Bethany Watson. I'm a former uh, radio host. I am an actress and a podcaster now. Um, I do two podcasts. One is called An Acquired Taste, and one is called The Check-In, which is a bonus of An Acquired Taste. I do The Check-In with Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Dennis and I stream on Twitch. and We make horror movies. We make horror movies. So oh. this is definitely a genre uh, near and dear to my heart, for sure. Mm-hmm. And my name is yeah. Dennis Callow. I am a photographer and a filmmaker, primarily horror. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, I make YouTube videos. Please go subscribe if you can. YouTube.com slash decallow. I'm trying to get monetized, damn yeah. it. I need to get a, th- a thousand <laughs> followers beforehand. Yeah. Um, oh but anyway, gosh, I do your deep dive. are so good there, man. Yeah. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, yeah. thank you, Nick. Thank you so much. <laughs> I do yeah, I do deep dive documentaries. Uh they're about like, you know, 18 minutes long. The first one that just came out is uh how about Halloween three, ironically, yeah. season of the witch. Uh which ties into this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. But that's me, that's what I do. And Ryan and I are working on something where I'm developing two features right now. One with Ryan and Nick mm-hmm. and one with Bethany and our friend uh will yep and uh yeah so those are so that's what's going on yeah. exciting yes. stay tuned guys yes it was a very th- it's crazy how small this world is i remember dennis you reaching out to me and uh saying you listened to the podcast and you know whenever someone reaches out i try to do my homework be like all right who is this person are they gonna, you know, show up at my doorstep and uh, <laughs> say that they were abducted by aliens? Yeah. Um, not to make light of that, guys. Um, I am a UFO it, person through and through. It does but happen. you do have to be careful. Yeah. So yeah. I looked into you and I'm like, oh, whoa, this dude like makes horror films. And of course, being the um, scrappy young artist, <laughs> young, I can't even <laughs> use that word anymore. The scrappy artist I am. I'm like. I have a horror screen. <laughs> I can use this dance. person. Yep. <laughs> and, and I, I sent it off to you. Oof. And we've been friends and future colleagues ever since. Yep. It, I remember reading that. Trip. Yeah. I read that. And I read it to Bethany. I said, this guy can write. Oh, man. it's so I good. Like, Holy shit. He's a really good writer. So yeah. we, yeah, we're developing it. Everything is in development. Yep. But when it, when it actually happens, it's going to be real good. I'm yeah. excited. I'm really excited about what the future good. holds, you know? Yep. And Nick is involved in it too as well. Uh, Nick and I have made a movie in the past. So, um, I'm really excited to continue working with him as well. Looks like he might be frozen here. Uh-oh. But with such a cool shot. Yeah, look yeah. at the look on his face. <laughs> it's shooting. He's glitch. I love it. That literally could Nick- be a horror movie right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is just Try to um, hop out and hop in. Nick, if you can, buddy. Uh, and like the dark brooding look he has actually brings us really nicely into Halloween ends because I do love a brooding male mm-hmm. trope. Mm-hmm. Like I love yep. like a Heathcliff, like a dark boy who needs to be saved. It's one of my favorite things. That's why you fell for me. And that's why I fell for you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Halloween ends has that in spades. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. it, well, okay. Well, let's just do it. Let's okay. do it. I'm sure Nick will be back. Um, <laughs> I Poor just Nick. Frozen <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Poor buddy. Nick, if you're listening to this, try hopping out and hopping back in, buddy. Hopefully we'll get you back very soon. Um, but let's do it, guys. Let's hop into Halloween ends. I'm gonna go through some of the um the technical stuff here. Sure. Uh we have Halloween Ends directed by David Gordon Green, written by David Gordon Green. Danny McBride, Paul Brad Logan, and Chris Bernier, which four writers on this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll, so we'll, we'll many cooks there. in that kitchen. <sighs> yep. My and God, man. 
Dennis, we'll we'll talk about that now because it should not take four people to write a horror movie in my and not this opinion. one because no. this was a real like simple you know yeah you yeah. have a lot of thoughts about this movie <laughs> I know we're getting there Bethany uh, this is the finale apparently of David mm. Gordon Green's sequel trilogy which started with Halloween 2018 Halloween Kills and this is Halloween Ends. Uh, notable returning cast members for this film are Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, my queen, Laurie Strode, queen, queen, love her. Andy, love her. Andy Matic. I hope I'm saying this right. Matichek as Allison, which is Laurie's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Patton as Deputy Frank Hawkins, oh. probably one of my favorite <laughs> characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Jude Courtney as the Shape, and introducing Rowan Campbell as Corey. Cunningham, which Corey. is going to be a, the bulk of what we're talking about tonight. Corey. Um, so those are the, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Cinematography, Michael Simmons, which mm-hmm. is another big part of this movie, yep. we'll discuss. Yeah. And of yep. course, music and score by John and Cody Carpenter. Ugh, the music. It's, the music the is music. fantastic. So good. You put, if you put John and his son, you know, it, uh, uh, in charge of the of the music of this franchise, mm-hmm. you're set. You know what I mean? He's right. done he's done all this he's done the scores for pretty much up to I think Halloween three season of the witch. I don't know how he how much he had to do. I dropped off after season of the witch. So I I mean I've watched four through all of them, but like I just I don't really they're in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The introduction of Halloween 4 is fantastic. If you want to get in the spooky season mood, that's just like one of the best intros. It feels like you're in October. But um, but if you just put him in charge of this, of scoring anything that's horror, it's great. His album that he did, I can't recommend it enough. Like he's got an album out of just spooky synth music, and it's it's great. Absolutely great. Have you seen uh, the YouTube videos of him doing like live concerts of it? No. Where no. he's literally... It's so like uh what would you call it? like EDM? Like it's yeah. just it's just a fair stage with John Carpenter, all these strobes going, and then th- just this old man John Carpenter sitting there like <laughs> and every now and again like kind of bobbing his just head. Bobbing his head back. But the whole crowd is going nuts. <laughs> it's John Carpenter live doing his music. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's God. so God cool. Bless this yeah. Man. Yeah, I know. It's I know. interesting because the the I'm getting ready for my December uh, episode of my in, on my YouTube channel, which is going to be the thing, uh, because mm-hmm. it is God, a yes. yes, because it's cold weather horror, yeah. right? So like, I was like, the thing is my favorite cold weather horror film, uh, and we, he, I I listened to an interview with him about it. Excellent interview. And I felt such a connection with him because he's a musician who's also a director and I'm a musician as well. And I do some scoring for my own films once in a while. Um, but he also said something interesting. And I think you as a writer would love this. He would, you know, the, the interviewer was like, Hey, so do you like, um, do you like writing, you know, your movies? He goes, Oh God, no, I hate it. I, I if I could have a writer every time, I love writing is terrible. You just in a room by yourself. It's the worst. And I was like, God, I love this man. He's just like, so grumpy. He's such an gr- awesome, grumpy man who like just knows what he wants to do. And yep. it's just he's such a straightforward guy, such a straight shooter. Like I just I just love that man. I love that man. Well, so I went up on a love- tangent, but <laughs> no, not at all, man. I mean, it's it's always worth talking about John Carpenter because I mean he is the reason we're here today. Yeah. Uh one of the funny things I've have found is his disdain for Halloween two, and we'll get to Halloween ends, guys. It's been a long journey to that point, but uh, just how 
we shouldn't technically have any of these movies. Yeah. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about this one tonight. We shouldn't be talking about Curse of Michael Myers. We shouldn't even be talking about Halloween 2. John Carpenter mm-hmm. wanted this to be a one-off. Yep. Uh, and obviously, you know, the studio was like, we made the biggest boatload of money ever for yep. a slasher horror movie. Yep. Uh, we're making a damn sequel. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, gun to his head, you're yep. writing it. And he didn't want to do it. So, I mean, he's even gone on record saying he was absolutely wasted drunk writing Halloween 2, being like, the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Here, he, he somehow survived. Uh, I don't know how. We're not well, going to explain it. And it's so back. it's so funny that this is the this is the the series where it's now just a joke that he that Michael Myers always comes back somehow and um mm. and that this is the one character that John Carpenter was like he's dead now right we killed him no he's definitely <laughs> dead the script says he's for sure dead this time though he's dead and it's like no he's back like it's just it's the uh, Martha Stewart effect where like the more you want something to <laughs> yeah. be different the more people yeah. focus on the way they want it. Uh-huh. Um, this is very funny to me. <laughs> I also I, I love that. Yeah, and yeah, I go also ahead, like I. So I am. I'm not a huge Halloween two fan. I think it's cool, like the one location, mm-hmm. but it also felt like a lot of like, hey, let's put tits in this, you know? Because like, <laughs> like the, the first one didn't have any like it didn't have any like sex. It was like, well, it did have sex, but it but it wasn't exploited. Yeah, exploitative. Exploitative. Yeah, that the right word? yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, yet the whole like have sex you will die um, right yeah what would you call right. it trope yeah the that trope. would kind yeah. of spawn yeah. yeah 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 and it was it was more it halloween the first one and this is i i, I say this repeatedly and i know eventually when uh, you know i when when people when i have enough stuff out there on youtube everyone's gonna call me out for using atmosphere too much because that's that's my number one rule of a horror film you have to have the atmosphere mm-hmm. if you build atmosphere you can't go wrong you just can't go wrong. And that first film has it. Mm-hmm. You barely see. So people get mad that you didn't see a lot of Michael Myers in this film, right? In in, in Halloween Ends. You don't see him a lot in the first one either. If you remember, it's a lot of him. He's at the end. There's a lot of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it's him behind stuff. It's him in trees. It's him stalking. It's it, your point of view most of the time. It's not a lot of, of him. And that's what made it work. Is because they had a low budget. They had to save all the big stuff for the end, and it was it was a slow build to this ending that was amazing. And then we finally get him at the end. We earned Michael Myers, mm-hmm. right? We earned mm-hmm. him at the end, um, which is why I think they went completely wrong with this series, uh, with this new David Gordon Green series. And look, I'm not I'm not an expert. I haven't even made a feature film yet. It it is it is a, a nightmare to make a film of any level. It's it's insane. However, my hot take is had Halloween ends been the first yes. film in the series, this would have worked. Yes. Cause then we would have had his whole arc. Uh, Michael Myers could have come back slowly and we would have earned him at the end. And we would have had this new guy to focus on, which was, you know, the new shape of evil mm-hmm. and his, mm. and his arc. And it, I think if they had spread it out that way, I think they just went ass backwards. You yeah. know, I feel like they, they opened up with the spectacle of t- 2018, which was I hated it. I hated Halloween 2018. I hated Halloween Ends. I mean, uh, uh, Halloween Kills. Yeah. Hated them. I actually liked Halloween Ends. That blows my mind. Loved it. I was like, I like this one. (laughs) Blows my mind. All right. 
Well, you mentioned backside, Dennis. I gotta ask, brother. Show us the back of that jacket, please. Oh my god, yes. Okay. Show us your body, Dennis. <laughs> Speaking of backside, Dennis. <laughs> Show us your body. Look at that. Look ah, at that. Amazing. Aww. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Yeah, look how pretty Gorgeous. that is. I love it. I love it. I, I'm trying over here. I've got like this. Look standard, at you. The standard shirt. Um and I'm just wearing black because it's my summer color. I Nick. love it. I love it. Nick is finally back. I'm going to wear my produced by Deborah my... Hill. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> What's up, Nick? I've, all my computers failed, so now I'm on my phone. Oh. Hey. hey, it looks great, my man. Welcome. We're happy to have you back. I, I knew you would make it work somehow. Um, well, Nick, so we've discussed um, kind of the the beginnings of Halloween, you know, the first movie, how it will eventually tie into this one. Uh, and kind of um, we talked about uh, John Carpenter for a little bit, just catching up the audience and you to what has been discussed so far. I've got so many notes, guys. It's insane. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, Ooh, I, but- love deep, I love a deep dive. <laughs> It, yeah, well, we'll see how deep it gets, Dennis, because like I kind of gave up on the notes after the third time <laughs> watching this. But uh, let's let's talk about. Um, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was just saying, how many times have you viewed this cinematic work of art? I liked it. Just Four. Like, oh yeah, I remember Four. the, I'm the with first you, night watching it. I texted you guys. I'm like, I am loving this. I, and I, then I, li- I watched I liked it again, it. and I said I hated this. And then I watched it again, and I liked it. Ugh, it's, oh, but I that's didn't how like movie. it. That's how a movie should be, in my opinion. But um, mm-hmm. ooh, I think I'm so know. my I know why. I'm the solo camp. I think where I did not like this movie. I think all okay. three of you. Well, definitely. Did you like any of the new Halloween N- movie? No. So the first two. Let's start there. Yeah. yeah okay. 2018. The yeah. first of this trilogy. When I heard Danny McBride was involved, I'm like, what the hell? What? Like the dude yeah. from like Gemstones and um, Eastbound. What is going on here? So and that movie well, came out. Yeah, and the, the the reason for that is relationships, right? They're everything. Gordon Green and he go all the way back to Gordon Green's first film. So, like, really? they're well, friends. Well, yeah. Okay. So, what did you guys think? Let's get your impressions of 2018, the first in the trilogy. I mean, I thought it just... It, it, the issue that I had with the first two had nothing to had nothing to do with any one acting i think the acting in these movies is wonderful i think jamie lee curtis walks on water so i like i want to get that out of the way and also i'm not an expert on this so i just this you know this is my opinion whatever i felt like there were some major tone issues where the first two the 2018 and 2020 felt so self-serious and the the 2018 felt incredibly self-serious like there was like some world changing cinema happening right now and the writing didn't live up to that and then 2020 was such a strange movie because it it felt like the writers or the director or someone had all of these friends who wanted to be in the movie and so there were all of these just like strange tiny vignettes of scenes with like 
you know, the couple having, you know, putting on a record and wanting to smoke pot together and then they get killed. And then the couple who's just like old together and they're cute and old and then they get killed. And like none of those characters play into anything else in the movie. It felt like stunt casting with non-stunty actors. But again, it had like this self-seriousness where evil dies tonight. Everyone suddenly knows the phrase evil dies tonight, even though no one said it to each other. If I heard that one more time, I was like, I'm going to throw my... And then they all just like the just just this bizarre scene of them murdering a different patient in the hospital in a really like just disgusting way it all felt so serious and unrealistic and and i i i and i watched both of those twice and i was just like why isn't this fun like Mm. the original halloween was fun because it was a horror movie and it was like discovering this character and discovering the relationships and the first two new halloweens just like lost that sense of playfulness to me mm-hmm. in a in a way that just sort of bummed me out and i feel like halloween ends was significantly better like so much better the best of the three but still had such a self-serious quality to to me that i just was like oh man this i don't i don't don't know man i was bummed yeah yeah i i I was really let down by 2018 in fact i wasn't even going to see it like i was like i'm not going to watch these because i just want to keep it at halloween and halloween three and those are my two movies right like Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm a stickler for that kind of stuff but i said you know what as a person who's a filmmaker, let me watch this. You know what I mean? Let me let me see what this does. And it was so lacking. I mean, from the opening of like we're podcasters going to interview Michael Myers, I was like, oh God, oh, no. kill me. I oh, was no. like, the modernity of this is like <laughs> like just kill me. Don't do this. I mean, you as a podcaster, Ryan, it's like they seemed yeah. when when okay, here's the thing. When Hollywood people write what they think is a podcaster they've never done a podcast and they've not they don't know any podcasters like i feel like they wrote those people and it was like this is not what podcasters look or sound like if it was if it was written with (laughs) judgment you know it was it just felt like it was the hollywood it was the hollywood dollar store version of podcasters and then like yes like yeah also, the audio quality would have been awful the way they were. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is so. This is all off. This is all wrong. And then the way, and so I did enjoy. I enjoyed Jamie Lee Curtis as the survivor. Definitely. She reminded me. I think it was a very like it was very uh, Sarah Connor in Terminator Two. Of course, yes. that would be her. That would be her arc, right? Yeah. However, she was too much. It was. I I wish Gordon Green said take it down a little bit take that take the anger down. like take mm-hmm. this down a little bit because i didn't believe it, it, it there was so much hatred between her and her daughter and 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 her and her and her granddaughter yeah. it was mm-hmm. just all it all felt so heavy and so overblown and what i was missing was the tone of that first one it was a small movie you could tell this was written by committee where Halloween was written by a guy in a room mm-hmm. with an imagination. Mm-hmm. This was written by committee. It was like put through the ringer of the studio system. It was just not what it didn't have what I felt a Halloween movie should have, which is the slow building atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Fair know? enough. Nick. And a lot of characters so, at once. Yeah, many, a lot of characters. Many, yeah, characters at once. Sorry. Too many. No, 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 not at all. Nick, 
uh, let's go from Halloween 1978 and then Halloween... 2018 is literally the sequel to that movie. So you have a long period of time between these two movies. What do you think about uh, the 2018 being the sequel to something that happened in 1978? And uh, yeah, what'd you think of the initial movie of the new Halloween trilogy? So I really like the 2018 film. Um, But again, I also like, I'm approaching it from a very different perspective than like, you guys are just because like I watched it just as someone who likes horror movies. So I think that with slasher films, uh, that, so the reason why I like this, I think writing that genre is really hard now. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but like writing a good slasher film is difficult. And what I liked about the 2018 movie comparative to, so I like the, I haven't seen Halloween three Dennis, So I mean, I, I failed you. I still failed you. In this. <laughs> That's uh, okay. A three um, season of the witch is my favorite of all Halloween. I movies. just recently <laughs> saw it for the first time, <laughs> so don't worry, Nick. But I liked how I liked the original Halloween movie. I liked the second one too. Um, they were like my first horror movies I ever watched. Um, so anyway, uh, my brain is now all flustered. Um, what I liked about it though is I thought it to me it captured some of the feeling that I have in that original Halloween movie. So what I loved about the first Halloween movie is I love the anticipation of getting to the action of that film, there's so much build in that first Halloween movie. It is, it is beautifully executed in terms of like building tension, which is why I think it still works. And for whatever reason, the 2018 Halloween did that for me in similar ways. And then the other reason I liked it, because I'm a sucker for this, is the acting's good. Bethany, which is what you said. Mm-hmm. The acting in it is really good. And mm-hmm. um, the dialogue, I think, is good. And so I kind of fall into that trap of like, if I like the dialogue between characters and, and the performances are really good, I can quickly buy into it. Um, my problem with how this Halloween or any of the other ones, I think just making a good slasher film is hard. I think it's just hard to, to do that genre right now and do it well. And for whatever reason, 2018 worked for me. I thought it, it hit the notes I wanted in this type of film. Um, the second one he, did not. I, yeah. The second one okay. I hate. I also... One of my things with this film and the second one is I don't know thematic like I know what it is now, but I I don't understand thematically what's happening, and that's my biggest issue with mm-hmm. all the films in this new trilogy is I don't know like what story are you telling? Is it Jamie Lee Curtis? Is it Michael Myers? Is it the town? Yeah. I don't. Boom. I can't yeah. Exactly. They don't know. Exactly. They don't know. Um, the, and and we'll no, no connect. There's no. Yeah. It's all, all over the place. Yeah. I I I do want to discuss this as a this trilogy as a whole for sure. Mm. Um, but I think you're right, Nick. I, I felt the same way about 2018. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was because you have kind of this force awakens high, you know, you're seeing these characters for the first time in a really long time. Um, and everyone has said it, you know, Star Wars force awakens, Disney's first attempt at, you know, introducing us to their Star Wars universe. It was almost beat for beat the same as the original, A New Hope. And a lot of people liked that. They liked that they kept it to the formula. They stuck to it. They felt that nostalgic high again, giving us some old characters mixed with some new. And uh, and then, you know, and then they just wild out from there. And <laughs> the, the they wild so out. Holy they shit. They wild it out. How do you not and put Han, that's Luke, how and I Leia... Felt. How do you not put Han, Luke, and Leia in the same goddamn movie? But that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's a whole other story. 
yeah. that's something that you brought up, Brian, that I, you know, I liked. So for me as a viewer, as someone who liked that first movie, is I felt like Force Awakens is a great way. I feel like, oh, it it felt, it's funny because you guys are writers and I'm not. So I didn't get the writing room by committee, but to me, it felt like, oh, I'm back in, they simplified the world, right? Because the Halloween movies, all of a sudden, we like, it's his sister and then crazy. Like the other three, four, five, and six, which are other than Paul Rudd because he's a national treasure, are just batshit crazy. Like, yeah. And so yeah. I like all of a supernatural. It's real, real bad. Yeah. yeah. It goes crazy. Yeah. And so I liked it. I was like, oh, this is simpler, right? And it is simplified and I can buy into the world. And like, I, it was able for me to be, like you said, I'm like, oh, I know this world. It, and I like that it's a, it's simple, which I'll get to what as this went crazy. But that first movie was just it was a simple like here's this dude he's back in the asylum like he's gonna go he's gonna go kill some people. Okay, go 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 go! I'm yeah. on board. That's the same. This seems yeah. right. It's not it's not anything weird. He's just yeah. a force of nature. Nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's okay. Let's move to Halloween Kills quickly because I know that's not why people are watching. But Halloween Kills, I think, was just Gordon Green's carte blanche. Like you're you're building a bridge. It, it's clear that again, Halloween 2018 was very well received for the most part. It made a shit ton of money, and just like the original with John Carpenter, they're like, "All right, um, we got to make a sequel." Um, money's there. We got to do it. And this is the curse of studios. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. You create such a good, rich story in the original, and then it just goes nuts after that. And I think that's what we got with Halloween Kills. The movie was made. They were. They decided this is going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. We need to make it a trilogy because there's money to be had. Got to be a trilogy. What's yeah. that, Nick? Because everything's got to be a trilogy now. Like everything's got to be a trilogy. Yeah. So Halloween kills kind of served as that bridge. Mm -hmm. Not a lot is going to happen character wise. Um, We're going to go crazy with the kills, hence the title. Um, And in that respect, I think they did a great job. Like, holy shit. Was that a freaking like, just killed a lot of people. Yeah. 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 And the the opening scenes, the kills with the firemen was amazing. I mean, as as a cinematographer and a person who loves watching cinematography play out, those were outstanding. Like it's out. It, it is beautifully shot. Like kills is really well shot. Um, it, he, my issue with that one is all of it. It, it is, it is <laughs> just like, and, and here's the thing, Ryan, Ryan, they actually, so McBride and, and company and David Gore Green, they actually did pitch this. As far as I know, this is what I know. They did pitch this as a trilogy. They were like, we want to do a trilogy. We want to bring it back. We have Halloween, uh, Halloween, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Those are the titles. What I think happens with David Gordon Green, and which I respect, if you look at his filmography, uh, he does stuff like Joe and then he does stuff like Halloween. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I think he, and I like that. He's a journeyman. He just does whatever he wants to do what, when he's in the mood. Does that work for a trilogy? No. You have to stay focused and they have to stay connected. That's how trilogies work. You know what I mean? So I think he went off the fucking rails for Kills. Kills feels like it was written by four people. Yeah. You know? And, right, and, and right. there's a lot of McBride in that goddamn movie. And, yeah. And I think that they were like, I think we gave him a little too much in the writing. Writers <laughs> there's room. a lot of like, ahead, yeah. yeah, there's a oh, God. I feel I don't want to. I like all these people. I hope I, I get to work with them one day. But, yeah. you know, like, this is my honest opinion. Because here's know? the other thing, and I'm going to give, like, one more caveat, is it it is 
you know, Nick, to your point, I think it's really difficult to to write a, a, a horror film, especially right now and especially then, like in in terms yeah. of like 2018 oh, yeah. through 2020, 2021, because there was so much societally going on and we don't know how much um they were getting notes saying make it more make it more of a social right. commentary make mm-hmm. sure that right we don't know what kind of um interference was happening with with the project but n- going to halloween ends and knowing we have a character that we end up with in Corey, it would have been such a gift to have Corey join us at the beginning yeah. So that we they, have this guy, great. because when great. we when we meet Corey, I immediately was like, dream guy. Like, I like a guy <laughs> with dark hair, glasses, who's a little nerdy and a little wounded. What? Right. <laughs> I like a brooding man. And I'm so wounded. So baby. wounded. Uh, <laughs> so Corey shows up. We immediately understand that the accident that happened to him and with from him and with him happened because this child was a brat. The child was monstrous and an accident happened. And so we're immediately on his side because everyone thinks he's a monster, but we know the kid was a brat. He was a sympathetic character, which is what we need in a horror film. So if you can see the arc that happened with him happening in the first movie, we really like him. Maybe he's a peripheral character. In the second movie, he becomes more integral. Maybe he's involved in the asylum situation where the other patient gets killed in one way or another. We see him interacting with that. And then we realize in number three that he is turned. That to me would be so fulfilling because what a great character that was. Yeah. And I think the parts of Halloween ends that I liked were were his parts and the things I didn't like were that it was all like a whiplash inducing character arc that happened so quickly. And yeah. it's, oh, it, I, it, such it, a lost opportunity I'm, with the number yeah. of characters yep. in Halloween yep. kills. We had like 77 different characters. It was in Halloween kills. Oh my God. That was insane. I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, I, don't, I, don't Corey. I want Corey. Well, and that's yeah. the thing that, right. There's no, there's no, like storytelling wise, there's no like that's what I'm saying. Like, who's what story is it? Like, yes. is it James and Michael Myers? Is it now Corey's story? Is it the story of Haddonfield? Like, I felt like like you watch that first movie, it is not Haddonfield's story. It's not. No, that is no. Michael Myers versus Jamie Lee Curtis and her family. Like the story, what I loved about Halloween 2018 is the story of women, right? Like these yep. generational these a generational story of women, like a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter, and how yep. probably, right affects this family. And so I'm like, yeah. oh. Okay, I can dig that, right? That's good to me. That's good storytelling because you're adding a, a layer of complexity to Michael Myers in a slasher film, which is great. That's what I want. That's a great point. Like, that's a good that's point. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Give me my like, give me what I like, my storyteller thing. I'm loving that. And then you get to Halloween Kills and like, that's fucking gone. Like, there's generally some of it. And I'm like, okay, is this story about the town? Who's this about? And then you have Corey in this next one where I'm like, oh, so now it's his story. And now we're back to like supernatural. Like Michael Myers is not just, a, he's like, there's some supernatural elements. I would have loved, like you said, either give me Corey to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm following this character's journey or make it about Haddonfield from the beginning and, and how this trauma affects that town or keep it simple. Make it about this the effects on which I guess Halloween ends kind of does the effects on this family right like generational trauma on families because to me 
trauma, especially coming out of everything we like you talk about, like everything that's been going on, like in the trash fire of trash fires, like how trauma affects people generationally is super interesting. And then you can tie in like the horror, that horror element. Cause then you're writing, you're putting your characters in a, in a specific genre and like they lost that trauma element. I feel like after the first film and I didn't know where it was going. And so for Halloween ends, I'm like, okay, I guess Corey stole the trauma of the town, but it's not about the women anymore. It's about him, but still kind of about them. It's just all over the place. There's no, there's no focus. And like I tell my students, we're talking about acting or storytelling. Like you got to be specific, right? When you're an actor, like specificity. So like if you're an actor, specificity on a character, what's my character want? What's my character need? If you're a writer and director, specificity on that story, right? Like, what is the story trying to tell? And if it's a trilogy, like the first Star Wars trilogy, like, okay, what are my acts and what are my beats and who is this story about? I don't know who this story is about mm-hmm. in terms of all three films. As singular films, I can figure it out. But I guess that's what fails me, especially in that second film where I'm like... Yeah, and you have to tie... The main thing in a trilogy, you have to tie a thread. They have to feel like a family. Even as as much as like, you know, Return of the Jedi isn't that great, it still feels like it's part of the... It's. <laughs> Empire's the best. Sorry, I, the it first one. Empire. Uh, Return of the Jedi is a kids movie. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. it's a kids movie. What's great what about in that trilogy? What's it, what's, what's kiddie about teddy bears? Right, hey. teddy bears with little yeah. ears. Everybody loves, everybody loves teddy love bears. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I think that what what went wrong was they were like, we got the titles, but we don't have the stories. <laughs> You know, like, right. you know, and, 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 and right. And I, and I enjoy, and it feels, it really feels like it was writing on the fly and, and yeah. like, you can really tell that it was rushed. Like, yeah. and now that's what makes me sad because like you said, Bethany, what a missed opportunity. Had we started with Michael Myers in a fucking sewer and that's what, that's where he disappeared to in 1978. He's been living underground. He comes out on Halloween. Every Halloween, someone disappears. He feeds off of that. It seeps, the evil seeps through the town and it's all building up to Corey and his like relationship with Corey and him infiltrating the family and Michael Myers using him to get back to Laurie Strode and figure out where she is. That could have happened. It would have been awesome if this Ugh. was the first one. The I want to flip a table. Right. Yeah. The way like, this God feels. So I've done a lot of voiceover for live events, and the the way that the thing that's really fun about it is that I sit in, I sit with a headset and I get to see all of the different cameras from all the camera operators running around the auditorium or whatever, and you see the director choosing which camera operators shot they're going to use next, right? And what invariably happens if it's like a live concert is if that concert's being televised, you get all of these shots and you kind of see like you're trying to figure out what you want. But then invariably you'll find like there's one person in the audience who's awesome. And like at, at award shows, it's usually like Taylor Swift, right? Where she's like <laughs> dancing. And all of a sudden, if you're watching at home, you're seeing tons of shots of Taylor Swift dancing. And it's because the director realized that person is the person who's going to give me a good shot every time I go to that camera operator. And that's what Corey felt like. It felt like they were shooting a live movie and then they realized, oh, Corey's the one. And we're going to put all in on Corey. And that was a super long story just to get to, I, I, I think that this, yes, they they were building this parachute as they fell down. And luckily they landed on something that I think makes it so that people will remember at least this movie well. But it, 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 
is too fast, too much. So uh, they fell in love immediately. Uh, as someone who I- I'm willing to almost forgive anything in a movie. I yes. And a movie right away. I love it. I'm like, Oh sure. I'll make sure that that makes sense to me. No problem. I don't see any plot holes usually for me to feel like this was super whiplashy and that she fell in love with this guy way too fast. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, yeah. I, yeah that was like, it. Yeah, I, that, that that to me was just like, Ryan. Let, let us know if you want us to go through the plot at all. Like you know, well, yeah, well, yes, we're gonna we'll go through the plot for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to, and I agree with you, Bethany. I was like, holy, like talk about Romeo and Juliet. Like Oof. this is insane. But um, <laughs> let's let's um let's rewind a bit. I do yep. want to talk about the opening because mm-hmm. for me personally, this was the most effective part. holy shit not just the cold opening but then the title sequence i want to talk about too Mm -hmm. which everyone is is um talking about let's talk about the cold opening first who introduces us to our new apparently protagonist antagonist i don't know i love cunningham um the film opens on this young man who is going to babysit on halloween so right then you're like oh man all right Oh, I know. I'm like, oh, they're gender flipping. We got a yep. male babysitter. He's about yep. to get sliced and diced. We're going back to classics. Great. No, not, not, not good for him at all. Um, who wants to take it? This cold opening. Walk us through like, it and what Nick, you thought. Nick. I was like, fuck. It um, was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching that same thing. I was like, okay. And again, I appreciate homages. So I was like, oh, great. We're going back to this very first like the first Halloween movie and Jamie Lee Curtis is a babysitter. And now it's this guy. And he's this really nice guy. He had all the hall- hallmarks of Jamie Lee Curtis's character in that mm-hmm. first film. And so you meet this kid talking to the parents. They're saying, you know, he's been scared because of the events of these, these previous movies and the effect, again, this effect on Haddonfield. Um, and then they're watching the movie and he ends up being a little dick. I mean, just like the worst <laughs> possible kid you could ever imagine. And then, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's funny. And that felt very Danny McBride to me. I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's funny. I get it. I enjoyed that. And then he locks Corey. He disappears. And you see a door open. So now you're like, oh, Michael Myers is there. He's going to kill the babysitter because Michael Myers only kills babysitters. Um, If you haven't seen Halloween Kills. Uh, And then he locks Corey in an attic. And Corey's trying to get out. And then you see this moment of panic from Corey. But also rage. It's a really nice kind of little foreshadow to what might happen later on like when the ni- a nice person with rage and he kicks right. the door and sends this kid over the fucking rails and down and i sat there and just pure just like you know you watch a movie and you scream you're like oh god because like uh, i get as a parent watching stuff when anything happens to a kid you're just horrified like you're just like and i, I felt horrified for the parents even though the kid was a dick and i felt horrified for Corey. I just was, I was like, if this is what this movie's going to be, this thing's going to be fucking amazing. Cause I'm already like in it to win it. And then it, then it changed. And then, and then, and then, and, and then. then, and then the rest. Well, let's, let's talk about that. And then, okay. So you have this extremely jolting and disturbing opening and, where like, this dude, little kid I, dies. Oh, and then, um, you know, we we were looking up at Corey from like five flights up, looking down at the kid. He just accidentally killed, uh, apparently accidentally. Mm-hmm. I think that could be open to some interpretation um, for cool. some people out there. Not me personally. But um, let's talk about, okay, 
So that happens, and then boom, title sequence, and I was Dennis, take it, my man. Yeah. As oh, yeah. our season of the witch, holy shit, dude. Okay, what did you think yeah. of the opening title sequence? So, so here's here. I'm so uh, he was so excited. I was so excited. <laughs> so, uh, Mothman forty six in the chat said, "Now it's uh, now it's finished. We can continue with the best of the series, Halloween three season of the witch." <laughs> totally agree. I am on your side. Uh, Ryan just dropped the, the, the link to my YouTube channel. That's the first movie I cover on my horror docuseries is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch because it's such a great film. It opens up with the Halloween 3 font. And I was like, holy sh- Okay, cool. And he's been paying homage to, the, to Halloween 3 throughout the whole series. The masks mm-hmm. are in the film. He actually wanted to end this in the Silver Shamrock uh, factory. I with, heard that. Yes, with the with the masks coming out, and then the last mask that comes out is a, is a Michael Myers mask, and I was like, dude, that's cool. Why didn't you fucking do that? <laughs> like, you took this big swing. Do that. Give us what we want. Give the Halloween three people what we want. So I thought that was great. I did. I was like, whole okay, great homage. Now, also loved that opening. Mm-hmm. Cinematography right away. I was like, this feels like a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. The sit they shifted the cinematography from that slick like TV looking cinematography to actual real drab seventies feeling gray yeah. green the, a lot of like it was it was warm and green you know and it felt like a I was like oh shit we're watching a Halloween movie yeah that kid is great too the kid who plays Corey yeah he's awesome awesome amazing he's yeah. awesome I was like this is good acting yeah he oh he's like, wonderful very good the proving, acting is great proving that David Gordon Green can get a great performance from someone so I believe in him as a director because I and mm-hmm. a lot of this felt like Joe I don't know if you've seen Joe the film with uh Nicolas Cage this is when Nicolas Cage was in his renaissance he had just done Mandy then Joe came out David Gorgon did a great movie called Joe it's not spectacular it's a good movie but it's a great performance from Nicolas Cage and if you can get a great performance from Nicolas Cage you can get a great performance from anyone I say <laughs> and like you Nicol- have to rein him in you know um yeah. but he but but I love and I will never <laughs> say a bad thing about so, Nicolas yeah Cage. so going back to this I thought he was great. I was like, I like this. And I, and that opening was fucking chef's kiss. Yeah. And then you get, then you get the Halloween three, <laughs> you know, the Halloween three fonts. I'm well, like, Oh my God. All right. I'm in. I'm in. You well, won me over. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, Gordon Green has said like Halloween season of the witch is one of his favorites. He did want to kind of pay homage to that in this, which he did. And I think on a, a deeper level, it, it kind of showed us, Oh, we are not going to get a no, film like no, Michael Myers really that yeah. we're used to. Yep. You know, yep. I, I think that was him kind of subliminally being like, get ready guys. This is not, yeah. this yes. is going to be a departure from what you think it's yep. going to be. And, and I don't give a shit what yes. you think about that. Yep. Here's and my he, movie. Yeah. And yeah. he basically remade those originally, those original, those like first three films. Like if you look tonally, like the second oh. one is in a hospital. The third one, Michael Myers is barely in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the Scare third, point. in the third one, you yep. know, a hot season of the witch, he's not even in it. There's just a trailer to the film. So I think he was subtly paying homage to those first three films as well, mm-hmm. which is great as a nerd. As nerds, we're like, that's awesome. Are the are the normies going to get it? No. Like most people are going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like someone just said in the chat, uh, the first hour and twenty was so confusing, mm-hmm. and yeah. I I get that yeah. because it's like, what is going on? Like, is this a Halloween movie? Like, 
Well, yeah. And I will say this. I mean, there have been, you know, we're we're now in the time of like everything is being rebooted. You know, think stuff from our childhood is being brought back. It's a lot of nostalgia being being remade. Nostalgia bait. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and 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 yeah. you know, I know a lot of complaints people have made is that the people in charge of these reboots have not necessarily done their homework. Mm. They haven't read the comic books or they haven't read the original projects or the whatever. I will say that this team clearly knows Halloween. They clearly have an affection for it and they clearly know what they're doing. Like when it comes to the references and the Easter eggs and, you know, kills mirroring original kills, like they know. And I have a ton of respect for that. But references and Easter eggs does not a film Right. Good make. Is that what you said? Does not yep. a good, not, not a good, good a film not make. A, not a filmmaker good. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do want to like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to like, they, you know, I do want to give them points for clearly knowing what they're talking about and knowing what people, you know, missed and loved about the originals. I just think it wasn't. They're fans. You could yeah. tell yeah. they're fans, yeah. but, but it was completely unfocused. But, it's, but back to Halloween ends like again that opening i was like this is the best opening out of all three for sure out of all three you're gonna kill a kid at the beginning i mean yeah wow that, that, that shows that you way. right away like nothing is off limits like you kill a kid or a puppy like you're in for some disturbing and like or a teddy bear or a teddy <laughs> bear but and there was like no question that kid is dead like they oh, yeah. went for oh, it yeah. And I love that he was like Ugh. this garbage kid who was like awful and like, he deserved it. it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, and you were like you were so like so so the, there's a couple of things Nick, that I as Nick's a father. I Nick's like no, <laughs> yeah. you can tell who the parents are in this conversation and who are <laughs> I not, know. You know, the three of us are like oh, like, kill the kid, kid. yeah, <laughs> protect the cat, <laughs> save the cat, kill the cat. Okay, but you know, but but the 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 thing about uh the thing about horror films is. Is, you know, uh, my rule is this protagonist care about there's got to be one person you want to die in the film. Like yeah. there's got to be one person that you want. You, you cheer when they get killed by the by the person. But then you have to cheer for the person that is the protagonist that will eventually survive or, or beat this person. And so like that kid immediately was you were like, I don't give a shit. That, I'm like, you're sort of cheering and going, oh, shit, at the same time, because he was such a piece of shit kid. Like and he was so mean to Corey and like yeah. was was and and Corey, I actually felt for him. Totally. I was like, oh, I like this kid. Yeah. You know, like I was like, I like him. He's yeah, such a different kid the kid from Halloween Kills, too, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Halloween Kills, you love. That kid's like, you're like, this kid is awesome. And this kid's like the polar opposite. Like, their use of their use of a kid in that sense with, with the babysitter tie-in, I think, was really interesting. Because um, that kid I really liked. And I'm like, this kid in this film... Well, well and it was smart. It was a it was a really smart choice to make this kid be a, a a jerk because again, it puts Corey in this sort of angelic light of all of us worrying about him. Yeah. And yeah. if it had been like a really sweet a character. Exactly. Yeah. If it had been a sweet character, a little a sweet little kid that he killed, it would be a tough thing. But we oh. all know that he as a person okay. cannot say the kid was an asshole. Because mm-hmm. that's not well, gonna stand up in court. Exactly. You know, the town isn't going to be like, well, then, okay. Well, I mean, Done. if he was not sick, guilty. That's yeah. Right. Um, you know, something. Well, that was interesting. sorry, Ryan. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no. I was just going to say, we feel for his parents more than we do the Oh, kid. my God. Yes. No, yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Go like ahead. Sides of that. Mm. Yeah. One thing I think with this film that, like, speaking of the beginning of it, that, that really stuck me that I, that I 
I think hurt the film. And again, overall, I did like it. Um, and, and an intro like that, I don't know how Des and Bethany, what you guys think, but to me, if I have an intro like that, right, that's how this movie started. I expect like a runaway train, like that it is going to fucking move. And this movie did not do that. It was yeah. like, we're going to start yeah. fast and furious and we're going to slow way down. Yep. Like, I yep. didn't like, like the original, set, in my opinion. Yeah. It didn't set me up for the way that I thought it was going to like go. Not the end of trilogy. Yeah. 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 Again, this was a great starting point. Yeah. But they put it at the end. I uh, this second had, movie. I told you guys that in a chat. I was like, if this movie would have been the second movie for me, and then the mm-hmm. third movie was a continuation of like these events, that would have totally worked. Because you get the homage in 2018, which is like getting you back into this world and kind of like mm-hmm. palette cleansing it and like bringing you in. And then you introduce even if Corey came in the second movie, and then it's about, yeah. okay, it's not about Michael Myers anymore. Like, this, that, that we, are, we are ending that story, but it's about his effect on the town and these women and, like, this other character who is, who you feel for, and then you watch his slow evolution into yeah. what, what Michael Myers is now. Because then Michael Myers is, it's not the same person, right? Like, mm-hmm. that person is gone, but, but the evil that is the town continues on through him and then like yes watch the the de-evolution of that character and you can both then like that character and then hate that character mm-hmm. and yep. the same fucking ending you could still have yeah yeah one with jamie lee curse and i would have been like fuck yeah great mm-hmm. yeah but just, what would like, have been awesome what would have been yeah. awesome is you build to this right so the the first halloween movie you could have had michael myers disappeared in 1978 no one knows where he went but every year there's like some weird disappearance on halloween night and then you can you there's such an opportunity to build with like the POV of someone walking home, you know, yeah. uh, from a party or something, and he kills them violently. Uh, and then the next Halloween, the same thing happens. And then Jamie Lee is like, we go to Jamie Lee, and she's like, it's him. I know it's him, or so you know. And then and then Corey could have been a minor character in the first one that grew. Mm. And you're like, whoa, shit. Oh, he's, oh my God. It's, oh, it's core. Oh my God. Core is the freaking. He's going to become the, like, the yeah, main... he's going to become the main dude. Yeah. And then he gets wiped out at the end. And then there's a, and then there's like this big fight in the third one that could have been through Laurie Strode and then Corey and her granddaughter. It could have been great. Yeah. But they yeah. fucked it up. So, but, yeah. but if you, if we want to go back to, to, to Halloween ends and how it progresses, I thought it really, you're right. Nick, it hits the brakes too hard. Then suddenly we get this love story. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, first, I want so I want to get back into the reintroduction of Laurie Strode. Ugh. Cringy yes. how they cringy how it was like. I'm going to write my memoirs, and that's how we're going to get our exposition. <sighs> I was like, Jesus! I mean, Ryan, as a writer, were you just like, God, fucking damn it! You like, used the, the laptop computer well, writing thing. And look, like, if you're going to have tropes in a movie, a yeah. horror movie is the one to do it in. Yeah. But when you have such a strong strong female character like Laurie <laughs> Strode and an actress like Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, and then you do this to her in the third movie of like, <laughs> I'm writing a book. I'm like, yeah. are you... Like, can I tell why, you... Why are you writing a book? What, can I tell you why I do? didn't care? I what? have... I love exposition dumps. <laughs> and the more obvious they are, the better. I just get such, I'm so tickled by them. I love it when someone has to have a call with Vincent D'Onofrio from a university <laughs> where he has to tell me the history of Bagul. Bagul. I love it. Yep. I love it when someone has to be on a car ride with a government official who has to fill them in on the history of the experiments. And he literally says, fill me in. Fill me in. 
and I'm like, I'm already. I love, I love because how are you gonna? I just love an this exposition dump. You know, ever like tell me, I love you it. know, yeah. You know theory. what's really in- you know what's really interesting too is I was so shocked to hear this out of John Carpenter's mouth. So John Carpenter in the first film, it's a lot of show and don't tell. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot. There's there's barely any like expert because there was there didn't need to be an ex- ex- exposition or whatever. Um, but he said uh, he said you know the biggest notes are always show it, mm-hmm. then say what you showed, then show it again. He was like, that's that's like rules in movie in in studio movies. Like you got to keep showing and telling and showing and telling. And, t- and so like that's what I felt happened in that they were like, we got to fill everyone in because yeah. you know it's been like how many years and we got to do it. And I get it, but I was just like, oh, cringe really i was I like wonder, you're gonna you're gonna have her sitting at a fucking laptop talking about like this doogie is my house story okay. doogie hauser doogie hauser do, 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 do. so but i will say this Ugh, okay. i loved where they brought her yes i loved laurie strode in this movie i did too I okay like, okay she's awesome okay because i gotta on. hear you justify this because okay Four years have passed since I know. Halloween Kills. Oh, it's uneven. Um, I know. <laughs> which people are like, wait, what the? I thought this trilogy was supposed to all be like the same night. And um, and the writers have gone on the record saying, no, that was never the case. I don't know if I believe them on that. I don't, I don't know believe who them. or I, what to believe. I don't believe them. any of this. I, I think, think they're they doing to... a lot of course correction. I... But tell me why you like where Laurie Strode is. Because for me, it made no sense. Her daughter was just murdered by the man who tried to murder her. Right. And then all of a sudden, I know it's four years later, but for us, all of a sudden, she's like, everything's cool. I'm writing a book. I'm, I'm putting some spider webs up, it's, you know, on, on my new cool. home. Not cool, Ryan. Yeah. Explain not this cool. to me, Dennis. Okay. What? What? So cool. I, again, I am treating this, and this is very funny because I said, you know who's going to love this movie? People who love Halloween season, season the Halloween three season, <laughs> the witch. Every H three fan that I know is like, I really loved Halloween ends because it diverted so much. Treating this as its own film, right? So here's how I see this: Imagine, imagine we had Halloween nineteen seventy eight, and then Halloween ends was the first movie we got after that. That's what this felt like. We got all the exposition of what happened in between. We didn't have to sit that through works. the terrible yeah. the first yeah. two terrible movies. So huh. I would I was literally watching it like that. I was like, this was the palate cleanser that I needed. Yeah. This really mm. was the palate cleanser that I needed. Why I liked her was because they sort of brought her back to I am trying to get back to a normal life. I've done the survivor thing. I've I've gone through this horrible shit. I just want to live like a fucking normal person. You know what I mean? Which I feel was good. I was like, yes, okay, I can get behind this. Plus, I loved her again. Yeah. I didn't like her in the first two movies. I, I also, hated that I didn't like Laurie Strode in the first two movies. I was like, I wanted to like the like survivor Laurie Strode with the guns and the shit. But I was like, she was too much. And I also think yeah. that once they realized that, not to keep going back to Corey, but I think once they landed on him, they needed to make her different. Mm-hmm. Because if she was still gun nut, traumatized Laurie Strode, she and Corey would be super similar once he becomes bad. Yep. And they needed her to have gone to hell and now made it back out so that she can recognize the hell in him. Yes. And can mm-hmm. be like, oh, I see that. And I don't think that we would have gotten if if she wasn't as soft as she if they didn't soften her as much, but she was still tough. Yep. So it's like, so we still had that final girl in her. There was still that thing where it's like, you want to do it or should I when they pop the tire? Yeah. You know, I was like, that was cool. I was like, there's Laurie Strode. We're getting these hints of her. 
but so she's suppressing it to live the normal life and get on with her life and you know the town obviously cannot move on from her and what she did which was kind of silly i was so like why are you yelling that at didn't this work woman? for me yeah all that stuff didn't work but as her her character i was like i like this version of laurie strode i got behind her i felt sympathetic she was sweet mm-hmm. there was a sweetness to her especially when she's like i like your face like in the in the shopping oh my god that was sh- adorable. oh i i loved it i like that they softened her a bit more so that's my justification. Uh, you know, I think and, she and got and a lot of free, therapy. Feel free to feel free to you know punch. She punch did. at me. She got a lot no, of therapy. That's that's Nick's got point. something to say. <laughs> yep, get Nick. We can see so, you chomping, man. I, Go ahead. I, no, no, no. I actually agree. I totally agree with you, Dennis. But I think you still have to have Laurie Strode in the first movie for it to work. So what yeah. I love about the softer Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. from a movie perspective, it gave her a really clear arc. Right, mm-hmm. like I, you watch her like because you have she's so damaged in the first film. The second film, is she even in it? I don't know. She's, <laughs> who knows what's happening? She's in a uh, hospital bed. Yeah, it's a hospital bed. Great. Yeah. Which, I, I would have just, just give me the original Halloween 2 and we'll just pretend that's the second one for this series because that's a better movie in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. um, but I like that you're like, okay, so we see what, again, because I love the trauma track for this movie. Like, you see the, what this trauma has done to her and her family, right? And, and she takes that path. And that path does not work. Right, it actually causes m- more negative results because of following kills because everyone dies. Um, and now you see her going well, like Bethany said, you see her going like full circle into like I'm gonna I'm gonna lean hard into the like I'm gonna live a normal life. I'm gonna lean mm-hmm. mega hard, just like I'm gonna go 180 from the from the first film. And why I love that, right? Because that's the other way people deal with trauma. Mm-hmm. right is to be like everything is fine i'm that's fine. What I'm talking about yeah that's exactly There's, what i'm talking about but then it gives her and then it gives her character which is so like but i don't think it works unless you have 2018's Lori, unless you have like gun toting sarah connor Lori, because you want to see her lean in the other direction because what it does for me is that i go oh but i know who she is now actually the Lori stroke mm-hmm. is like okay and like is not to me that's a front it is like you know when you try um, fake it till you make it. Like that's mm-hmm. my like. This is Laurie Strode faking it until she makes it, and she kind of is. And then when she starts to flip again, you go, "Oh, there she is." Yeah. There she is. Right. Yes, I like you're that. right. That's a great point. I like that. It, yeah. it gave her some place to go, but I need. But I need as a person watching it, I need that that initial Laurie Strode who has gone full on the other direction to watch to be like, "Well, was that person still there?" oh yeah mm-hmm. oh she's still there. oh and then when she's there she's like really there so i that was like the one thing that i think when you talk about these movies being connected or good storytelling to these movies laurie strode and their character arc for her i really liked i just mm-hmm. and maybe that's maybe that's why in halloween kills you don't get to see them interact together at all like cause that was a big complaint mm-hmm. that a lot of you say like you don't you have laurie strode and michael myers and they never really like well, and that's why I think this thing was so It's like they're on a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why this thing was so unfocused because it's like we're building up. We're building up to the end. We're building up to the end. And then they just give you this fart of an ending. 
You know, <laughs> it was like I, it was like if Halloween Kills, she's barely in it. I know. And then and then there's barely any interaction in the third one. People were like, "What the fuck did you do?" You I know. Was, yeah. I was fine with Michael Myers not being in it a ton. I was. Yeah, really oh, I was actually like that. He's yeah. He's he, never in these yeah. movies that much. What's if you he going to do? Him. Continue to slowly walk around. But <laughs> but like the yeah. the thing that I was like bummed about was <laughs> there he is was when they finally see each other they finally meet they finally have their fight the fight was so short and this is what the last 40 years have been building up to is is the two finally like who's gonna win and the fight was really like I pushed you down. He got back up. I pushed him down. I put a knife in his hand and now he's stuck. And now we just watch him slowly bleed from the wrist. And it just felt, I, oh, I, I liked that. Oh, oh I turned oh. to Dennis and I, I would have liked well, it if it had been more. I want like a battle Royale. I want like okay. a, the whole house is on fire. Bethany, yeah. you, you bring up such a good point. Now we have to, I think there's some hypocrisy in the writing here because in the first one, 2018, we're kind of told he's just a human. Yeah. You know, he's just a human. Um, maybe he's strong, but whatever. He has this will and this evil to just keep killing, killing, killing. Halloween kills. Then we're getting inklings that maybe he's a little bit more, he's superhuman um, and he cannot die. They literally say evil dies tonight. No, it doesn't. No. You see, by the end of that movie, <laughs> evil does not die. Neither does Michael Myers. He <laughs> has some sort of superhuman ability yeah and then immediately in this last movie they go back to this idea that he's just an old man yeah and then he so i'm like or evil he's not just an old man it's unclear it is unclear. no i and i like that ambiguity but i'm like i don't think the writers really know what they want michael myers to be no because there was four of them and then it was rewritten again and tests and i'm sure that you know so much i just wanted a final i i liked that they were both clearly older i liked the jamie lee curtis is older getting into a fight i like that he is yeah, too course. and yeah. i would have loved to have seen like a moment where they're both like catching their breath and then like getting <laughs> back into it but i wanted like this final i wanted her to be running upstairs i wanted her to be jumping down and i wanted well, him the to- issue with that is they did that in the first movie the house was on yeah. fire in the first movie yes, they but did I- the battle royale in the first in the, movie in the first movie that's a great point they, well, they blew did it already all. yeah they blew well, it 2018 yeah, yeah. they There's- blew it because it was like well we got to keep the asses in the seats and like you know yeah. give them what they want and then they did and then the problem is when you try to go back to that you can't do that all over again no you're right you you're know? right you're right that's what i liked about it though because there was i remember when i was doing fight choreography had this really good fight stage fight choreography who made a really good point he's like sometimes the best fights and it's counterintuitive are short yes like mm. you, you build up to like a huge thing which does it you did already and you had a huge thing in the second movie i mean like a mob thing in the second movie and Ugh, so this movie like it is like yeah. Um, so I liked this movie. It was like this conversation because she has two because she kind of has the one with Corey too. Mm-hmm. Like I liked it. It's like this conversation is happening and like it's building. Like you've been building towards this moment for so long that it's like as opposed to it being this long drawn thing. It's a burst. It's a yes. burst and it is done. And I did like how they kill him because like it circled it back to nope. He's just a man. He's a man and he can die like a man and like. I, for me, there was something about that I was like, I actually really liked the simplicity and the speed and the freneticness of such a small room. Like, having that fight take place in such a contained area, mm-hmm. I really 
I I really like it worked for me on a yeah. very visceral level because it mm-hmm. felt yeah. well it felt visceral like that's that felt real like it felt strangely real to me like you got to make sure he's dead now and that yeah there was something also um almost sensual about it that I <laughs> because nice. like, okay no, no. nice let's go. let's go there not wasn't <laughs> expecting that all right no, Nick no, we'll screen on like, you buddy. Hey, um, <laughs> tell us why this is sensual, please. Um, it there was something. So there's always this, like, again, when we talk about slasher movies, and you have this idea of like, you know, there's horror and sex, and they're so intertwined, and there's something about their relationship, right? Like, they're so intertwined, almost like. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Almost in that way, like a weird coupling that they are, and so to have. (laughs) (laughs) It says Uh, Nick on sensuality in the screen for anyone's just listening. Who wrote that? I don't know. (laughs) It's weird, Nick. I'm sorry, buddy. I had to. Please, no. I get where you're going. Please continue. And so, because like even the death, like the 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 intimacy of how she kills him, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because everything Mm -hmm. else in this movie, like every kill, Halloween kills, it's all just. Which, which again, I've heard complaints like it wasn't brutal enough, or they seemed cheesy. Which for me, that is what horror movie killing is. Like it's all fucking cheesy. It's just like how how cool can you make that cheesy look like cutting someone's tongue off? Um, so for this kill, right? Because you're ending it. It's so simple. What she does, and it's so slow, and it's so deliberate, and it's so intimate, and how she kills him. That I was just like, that is so such a good choice maybe intimate that's why i say sensual because it's so intimate like yeah because it wasn't like she does it fast yeah. it's not like she goes in and she's like boom boom die she mm-hmm. is like i like yeah it's a good take time and like you yeah. feel that like connection through that whereas like usually deaths in horror movies guys it's all about like to reference a movie ryan and i worked with someone like terrifier 2 or even the first terrifier which is brutal but people are like yeah 
it's fucking brutal. Like, yeah, I mean, I did a horror movie like that. Literally, it's what's in the opening of this. But like, I liked something that was pared down and quiet and intimate and like, oh, like this is like this is this is their each other's driving forces. Yeah. Like, out. They're holding hands at one point. Oh, it's you wild. It, that's such a good point, Nick. I, I yeah, and there's there's also that. there yeah. was also a, a very very like possibly erotic moment between Corey and Michael Myers when he's holding the that. body. Yeah, when he's holding the 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 police officer, the di- the douchebag, and and oh, Michael's yeah. oh, the driving knife. the knife into him. It was like an orgasm, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, it's there were like grunts there. That, yeah, that, like, that was very sexual. Okay, yeah. Which is always a theme in horror movies. And like, that's something yeah, new horror sure. movies have lacked a lot of. And so I like that it's, they're doing it, like you said, Denzi, slow, like, there's something connect, like the idea of like, sex and death and emotion and where are these things like all combined and ple- pleasure and pain. I mean, that's what Hellraiser is all about, right? Like mm-hmm. pleasure yep. and pain and like yep. that line between, yep. I just watched the new Hellraiser, um, that line between <laughs> the two of them. And I thought that those moments were really well done. Those are the things that made me like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, Agreed. as a, like, it yeah. Felt, uh, it, yeah. it felt like a play. The last kind of mm. ooh, I don't know. Like, and this is coming from a playwright, yeah. so like, well, Ryan, well, I'm curious and, to hear your yeah, your take right. on this as a writer. Yeah, I, you know, as much as I made fun of Nick for saying sensuality, like I think there is an intimacy to those final moments that I really appreciated. Other rather than this big epic Freddy versus Jason whole movie sort of feel, um, I did like. I I I think it was tacked on. Like, I honestly think yeah. this yeah. was like executive notes of get Michael Myers in there and the story. Um, yeah. But the first hour and 40 minutes, you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, but I do really appreciate the intimacy of the one room that the battle isn't that big. I love this idea that Bethany says of like these two older people. Like, I would have loved a moment of them both trying to catch their breath and maybe even Lori being like, What's the matter? What's the matter? Come on. Like, you're, you're you're right, right, yeah, in. You, need yeah. your, you need your you need your fucking you need your pain meds, buddy. Inhaler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He I I there might be some Viagra upstairs. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I um, that's a good point to get though. Get his knife up. Yeah. That's a good point though. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that level of be- the the intimate intimacy aspect because you and I when we watched it together with the moment where Corey is holding the body and, and yeah. Michael Myers is stabbing it. It reminded me of something from like handmaid's tale mm-hmm. where like the woman sits behind the woman who's giving birth. And yep. it's sort oh, yeah. of like a, yep. it was a really interesting way well, of presenting yeah. it. So the way it was framed, yeah. he, he was holding like, that was Michael gaining his power back yeah. and it was a birth. Yeah. It so felt like, yeah. that's how I saw that whole so, scene was, it was, it was a, it was giving birth to the evil again yeah. through this person. And, and, and Corey is the avatar or the birth giver, Yeah, you know? So he was the Let's, one that was, you know, so I like this. I like yes, Nick. I, I like, I like talking about the, the end. You guys' take on the end is really interesting. Yeah. And we'll, we'll circle back to that for sure. Cause I, I, I do enjoy the end. Um, Let's circle back to Corey. Okay, okay, so yeah. um, we we haven't really touched on what happens after he accidentally kills this child. He becomes kind of this boogeyman for Haddonfield. Uh, they don't oh, care if it was an accident. He killed yeah. a kid, and the town completely demonizes this poor young man. man yeah, his okay. life is just yeah. ruined. 
He has no friends. Mm-hmm. He has a really fucked up home life as we come to learn. Yeah, and, with uh, his mom. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too far. Also, too far. Hey, um, hey, parents, don't don't make out with your kids. At one point, no, she no. just like nearly tongue kisses him, and it's really upsetting. It was real. I don't. Was real gross. Why did they have to go? We didn't need it. We I'm going to be need super brave and like, like come down it. against parents tongue kissing their children. I, I'm going to go ahead and make that I, statement. I will say. <laughs> I will say this. That's a normal thing. That's a normal, <laughs> healthy thing to be like. Not good. <laughs> I will say this, and what what I what I really did appreciate about that was is that we we do get get a lot of films that focus on women being abused by a father whereas i thought this was a very good take to see that it happens to boys Mm -hmm. as well and these things affect both sexes equally you know sometimes and i thought it was interesting to see that relationship i was i was actually i was like well that's refreshing Mm -hmm. to see like oh this can happen to boys as well they could be they can have an abusive mother and the father like, was more like just just yeah. let her go. Like, you know, he was more like the the father was I don't know if that was his like birth father. Or, I thought it was a step, I think it was but I don't know. Either a that was stepdad confusing. or an uncle. They I never make him. it clear. I love Oh my him. god. He I had my favorite him. line. Well, when he just you? goes, Hey, I hope you find love. Oh <laughs> god, that was so nice. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm like, what right. the hell? Where did that come from? It was from? so sweet. And I, so that's why I thought it was interesting to reverse those roles, whereas it's like we we actually see the mother mm-hmm. being the being the abuser, which yeah. is not normal, but it does happen. It's not normal in horror films, but it does happen. And I thought that was an interesting day to see. We sympathize with Corey a bit more then. You know, we're like, yeah. oh, OK. Yeah. All right. So it was so the mother's overbearing and she's probably physically abusive inappropriate inappropriate at least, yeah. yeah at least as well yeah. psychologically so i thought that was a i thought that was an interesting take you know and how and how male rage can build from that you know um and again using that that, that was good research done on the part of how serial killers are made usually it is at the hands of a sexually abusive mother sorry i might be getting a little too graphic here but you know that is that happens with men who become serial killers it's usually it does you find you find the pattern of there there was probably a sexually abusive person Mm. usually it's the mother the rage is then you know put out towards women okay so or an aunt or so so that does happen so i i did enjoy that aspect of it i was like well that's okay i get it he's not you know i dennis i agree with you i think it's it's a it's a way uh, to approach it i my only thing is i didn't need that like yeah. I, I i didn't need yeah. Corey to have this kind of paint by number explanation as to why he becomes a killer because for me that the thing with his mom like isn't why he becomes a killer the reason yeah. he becomes a killer is because the town makes him a monster yeah yep uh michael myers feeds off of that and uses him as a monster yeah and it's a tragic it's a tragic devolution, evolution. I don't even know what you want to call it of Corey being such a good person yes. and turning into this monster. I didn't need the whole mom thing yeah. uh, personally, personally. Yeah. Yeah. And those um, characters, again, there's so many characters in these movies that the, those, the parents, dad i guess did because dad owned the junkyard but like he could have just been a guy mm-hmm. i didn't realize that was his father um until further along i have a hard time recognizing faces and so for me i didn't recognize that the dad was also the junkyard owner mm-hmm. until kind of we were fully in oh, okay. the movie um but 
the mom, even when Laurie Strode goes to visit Corey's mom to sort of get a feel for things, that scene is sort of doesn't do much. It doesn't really further the plot that much. It's just sort of like Laurie Strode comes in. Mom is sort of weird. Laurie Strode leaves. Right. It didn't. It just felt like they had like a a quota on characters they had to include. And so like they mm. put a mom in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you that it's an interesting that we don't normally get to see that. It's just I don't I didn't think we needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, again, tacked on stuff. Definitely. That is like four writers in a room going, what the fuck do we do? <laughs> Let's four monkeys in. in a room on a typewriter. Yeah. I know, Jeez, I it just felt like they were throwing darts and they were like, all right, that's a good idea. Let's put that one in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but again, to me, at least, I will say this. This may be a hot, controversial take. This one felt the most focused, believe it or not, out of, out of, the, out of the two, <laughs> out of the, the first three. One? Yes, I hated the first one. I thought it was I too know, many I people. Know you hate- oh, <sighs> I, I, was, I felt it was so hard. unfocused and so overblown. It felt like it just felt like such a huge. Bo- OK, here's what I liked about this and why I felt this was focused and it felt more like a Halloween movie to me. The cinematography, we talked about that. It felt more it felt more like a Haddonfield small town movie. Whereas the first one felt like big budget. Here's a hospital. Here's a set piece. Here's a set piece. Here's a fire. Here's a parent. Here's a daughter. Here's another daughter. Here's a granddaughter. Here's this. Here's that. Let's throw it all at the wall. And then boom, this one felt like this nice, small contained chamber piece that I was like, Oh shit, this feels more like the first Halloween than the, than the Halloween 2018. But I get it. You're a big studio budget. This is Halloween. You got to have the big spectacle first. You know, it's hard to do something small and contained like this. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just my take on it. You know what I mean? Like that's just my sort of, you know, it felt nice. It felt small, you know? Well, and again, like you, you, they were never guaranteed that this trilogy would be a trilogy, you know? So like, yeah, why not throw everything into the first one and and see what happens? That makes sense. Yeah. It paid off. Yeah, for sure. Something to Um, to Des, you were talking about um, that, sorry, my, you know, I'm having, stuff's happening. It's fine. Uh, Stuff's happening. (laughs) Um, Sensual stuff. Oh, God. (laughs) You want to get that Nick on sensuality back on the screen? (laughs) There it is. There it is. (laughs) And now for those Uh, of you who are just listening, he's rubbing his shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Face radio. Uh, Something you brought up was, I thought the Corey thing with the mom, which I liked, and maybe I'm reading way too much into this, is it felt like a kind of a psycho homage to bring it back to like 100 the first first slasher movie with like you know Bates and his mom and that's what that felt to me i was like oh that's a nice like it felt like a deep cut like Mm. i I like that i like oh that's interesting go back to like what in all intense purposes like a nice person who seems to be nice and very innocent and like this movement towards you know evil or becoming this like evil thing but like what what are the extenuating circumstances that lead you into that so it's not just the trauma he experiences back to the steam of trauma but like it's also the trauma he experiences at home with this mother and so even when you have kindness around him it can't like the idea of being different right comes into play and like what makes someone different i thought that was a nice little like touch it also i thought for me was nice foreshadowing as to what was about to come with him too i was like oh he's definitely going to be become something he's not which again that's norman bates right becomes Mm -hmm. the mother is the killer just like with Corey, like he becomes michael meyer like he he literally becomes the figure what do they call him the figure 
So it's the, shape. the shape. shape. Yeah. He literally becomes the shape. And again, the idea of the shape is not necessarily Michael Myers. It's something bigger, right? It's Tanfield, but. And I, I will, I will say this. I, I, I was relieved that they did not actually make Corey the next bad guy. I was, I have a really hard time. Um, when I watch movies, I tend to sort of just like shut my brain off and I try not to protect what's going to happen. I try not to see too much in the future. I just try to stay in the moment. But for me, I was like, uh oh, they're building up to have Corey be the next shape for like following movies. Like, oh, this is this is going to how they're going to kill Michael Myers and, and keep it going anyway. And yeah. especially there was one moment where Corey was like on the ground and then he just sat up the exact mm. same way Michael Myers does. And I was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah. And then they didn't. And I was really relieved that they killed him. Yes. And yes. that that felt like it would have been a really easy way out. And yet they didn't take it. And I will give them props for that. I liked yeah. that Corey was a bad guy, but he didn't become the next bad guy. Hello, yeah. It is literally Halloween ends. Yes. Like, and I, and like, well, I was waiting it, for them to finagle their way out of that. Exactly. Yeah. And, they didn't. and I I, I appreciate I appreciated that too, that they they didn't go that route. I that's what I, I respect about this finale is like they there's like there's no really debating. Like yeah, this is it. This for is this it. Version, put it to bed. Put, yeah. Story, put, the, put the Laurie um, Strode Michael Myers thing to bed. Yeah. And I did really Respect that because yeah. many movies would not, they would leave some sort of opening in there. Look, anything's possible in two years. They could bring Michael Myers back well, again. And this thing, I'm actually okay. If they bring Michael Myers back, but then do, then like, but make it clean. Like at this yes. point, like do something that is clean and like different because like you've tried, you've done the Laurie Strode thing three times now. Yeah. Three times. And even the one that's not Laurie Strode is still Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. adjacent and i get yeah. it yeah. because jamie lee yeah. curtis is the best final girl that there is i mean yeah. like, you can't, like, yeah. like her it's, and hard, it's, it's hard to top her but i i will yeah, say this original, i i yeah. hope i hope that rowan campbell who played Corey, has a long career because he is a great oh, actor he's so good he's fantastic he has this michael rooker from henry portrait of a serial killer look there were points where i was like bethany he looks exactly like michael rooker yeah from henry portrait of a serial killer i was like maybe that was why they 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 cast him too. He had that he, has that look. He's he had very that, good. Uh, right. I, hope, I just I'm hope sorry, this man. doesn't no, it's okay. I, I hope this doesn't hurt his career because I I would love to work with him. He seems like a a, a really it, it he really cares. You could tell he really oh, cared yeah. about this character. Let's um let's touch on that yeah. with this character. I think it was either John Carpenter or the director um who told Rowan off the bat, he said, You are going to be universally hated after Mm -hmm. this movie like this was like the day he got cast and before they started filming yep um before he'd even read the script they're like you are going to be very hated by um a portion of the fans of this franchise just so you know knowing that to being like you know what like this is what we're doing like just strap in buddy and he 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 strapped in yeah he gave a hell of a performance yeah Yeah. he's fantastic um, really I, i thought he was he was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Again, um, Gordon Green yeah. can get great performances from his actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know his style, you know, but he's 
no, he did he, it with this one. So yeah. such a good performance. And I think that he actually, for me, was the North Star of this whole thing, but, was uh, the saving uh, grace. I will movie. say, though, yeah. by, uh, 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 Jamie Lee, too. Yeah. Oh, obviously. my favorite yeah, performance I mean, out of the whole thing, so good. the whole trilogy. This was my favorite version of her. But I about- Hills has good performances. Like the actors, yes. the actors act the shit out of that movie. Yeah, it's for just sure. Brain wreck. What about uh, while we're on performances and characters, um, Allison? We, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, for me, they kind of just gave up on her character. Yeah, in my opinion. And she was just kind She's- of like a a means to an end to get Corey. To where yep. he needed to be, and uh, I, I, it sucks because I really think they could have done a lot with her as like kind of the next Laurie Strode, and they yeah. just they made her as cardboard cut out as you could in this third one. She's a and I get it. They were show. focusing on Corey. They were focusing on wrapping up the story of Laurie Strode, and you can tell like those two are the meat of this entire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that's bad but, though, because you're inter- again. You make you take this pinnacle character from this. It's it's uh, what's the character John Bodega's character in the Star Wars movies like? Oh, they inter- fucked that up, Jesus! Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but same thing. So you introduce Oof. this like person that's supposed to be a pinnacle character, a pinnacle character, and in the first two movies, is then you're just like, oh, he's comic relief. What the I fuck? Mean, part <laughs> of me wonders if if it's like Allison's character didn't test well. You know, like yeah. because it really did feel like they were setting her up to be the final girl. Then fucking um, her. It's a then, yeah. killer. Right, but right, but I wonder if like after after um Halloween kills, just audiences weren't liking her or she wasn't moving the needle in some way, and so they decided yeah. to try something else. It, it screams to me of reshoots and committees and you know, yeah. it, it just because it's so inconsistent and because this franchise coming back in 2018 and is was such a huge deal that there's no way they were going to um not test the hell out of it and get as yeah. many fingers in yeah. it as possible and so i really have a feeling that her character was supposed to be more than she ended up being yeah. and it's a shame because andy matichek is wonderful she's great, yeah, great. She, i think that if you did if great. you give her good material she will fucking crush it um and i think that they just she got done dirty in this mm-hmm. movie like it, it, uh the, the weird romance how fast it happened i mean that was my biggest thing i was like what the hell like she just suddenly falls in love with this guy walks in and like why like was there something yeah. that i missed does he have supernatural powers to like make a woman just fall in <laughs> love with him dennis he's just a cutie <laughs> Yeah, they, he's they, she's cutie. Bethany. He's I guess. wounded, guys. Oh, even the way they even the way they cut that scene together, I know. I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "What kind of CW garbage is this?" Like, felt, what happened? There felt like there were some uh, key moments that were edited out to the point where there was one scene after he dances and then falls on the dance floor at that party and then he runs out because he sees oh mom, he that runs was out. so uneven there's this scene yeah. outside where she he, they're they're looking at each other and talking and then all of a sudden her hands are out yeah, in like, like a what? in a way that looks really meaningful and he like yeah. walks away from her hands and it felt like there was something she had said about like take my hands and they edited it out yeah it, there were yeah. several moments in the movie where i felt like i had missed something really important that yeah. got chopped yeah and her escalation of like hating lori it, it, it was really weird i can i get that like maybe she was being possessed by evil you know but i feel like wasted opportunity to work with an amazing actress yeah. you know yeah. um 
But yep. yeah, that was that was the, that whole love story was so weird, man. So, Gordon Green okay. said, Gord, I, "Gordon, I'm sorry, Ryan. I just want to say one, no, 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 one quick thing. Gordon Green did say he wanted to make his '50s motorcycle falling in love movie. Oh, I, mm. my favorite child of the movie. It's my favorite child of the movie. The movie with them on the motorcycle. When Michael Myers is holding him on the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that moment. I was like that because you talk about the grainy texture and like mm-hmm. I." Unrelated Henry, I just love that shot. I was like, that is a yeah. cool He he cool wanted to shot. make Yep. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make an American love story that felt like the fifties. And and look, it, that's your vision, man. As a director, I'm like, I get it. When you get obsessed with a vision, like you have to see it through. Yeah. Um but again, it it just it it sort of fell flat. You know, it just sort of fell yeah. flat. It felt like a way he, he tried many things. He tried a and lot. I give him yeah. credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just Big too swing. late in the trilogy, and it's too I, late. Yeah, but again, like if you can't take those risks, like what the hell's the point? Yeah, I, I think this was a good example of this guy tried everything he could to get yeah. his version and vision out there, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to executive decisions. Yeah. It's going to come down to test screenings, and ultimately, what's going to appeal to the broader audience. And I do have, I do want to bring up later, um, later, God, we're almost <laughs> on an hour and 30 minutes, guys. I promise we won't go that it's, much longer. We'll fast it's forward. Saturday, but, man. Um, I'm full of caffeine. And- oh, yeah. Saturday. Um, but what I was going to say is, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I, I just lost my, computer. well, I, I will say this. Full a person. Sensual. I've lost Hold on. <laughs> I will. Um, I will. Okay. I, <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, that he really tried. He tried. He did. To oh, yeah. He did. I um, respect any filmmaker, period. When you yeah. have a vision and this was a big swing. And mm-hmm. I, and again, I like Gord- David Gordon Green. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I really like Joe. I hope that this does get reevaluated later on, like Halloween <laughs> three season of the witch did. And exactly. I think people will see that this was the better one of all of them. For sure. And it, it was a better one. film. Right. If you're looking at like 20 film, years. Yeah. Yeah. it was a better film, you know? Uh, it was cool. totally a mess at some points. However, here's what I think. The greatest troll of all time would have been, you give people the trailer, right? With 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 tonight's the final night, right? You open up the movie with that. It's someone watching it on a TV, and that was a trailer to to it, it within this within the story. And you remake Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. <laughs> that would have been the greatest fucking troll of all time. You want to do it? You do it right, David Gordon Green. You remake our movie. You remake my movie. <laughs> I would have loved that though. I would. How great would it have been? People going and what? What the fuck is this? We were talking. <laughs> we were talking about that that idea, and it was like. Heaven forbid, let's say you are like very ill. You know you have like a year. Like you know you have about a year. <laughs> David Gordon Green gets his terminal. Just make bed. that yeah. movie make then. That, do it. Do it. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Man, I loved know, it. Such a good point. I think it's interesting about horror, like these types of genre films. I would love like your guys' perspectives on, on it as well as like I'm reading in the chat and like other stuff, you know, because again, this movie's super polarizing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I liked it so one of the reasons I liked it so much, well, I think you're right. I think in like 20 years, people will go back and be like, no, man, that was that was a good one, is because it's so different, right? It's so yeah. it's so different than what I expected it was gonna be, than what I you know, I mean, it still has the thing like people still die, but it was different. It was just a total different movie, which like the Halloween three, the 
you know, the original one. Um, but what I think is hard with doing a horror movie, and I get this a lot from following, I, I, I said earlier, like, Ryan, I used to work with an actor who's in Terrifier 2, who plays Art the Clown. So I follow it really closely just to be like, this is awesome, where to go? Um, which is, I'm very happy for him. Um, nicest guy ever, by the oh, way. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like, well, he seems like such a sweet dude. Yeah. A testament yeah. to his performance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful work in like movement, actor movement, blah, blah, blah. I could talk that all day. Um, but so when you watch a horror movie, it's so hard. I think to fulfill plan to fulfill fans of these type of movies. Cause like mm-hmm. you're, you've got people who just want it to be like spectacle in terms of the kills, yeah. right? Like that That's you're like, I have to fulfill that fan. And so to do that, right. You have to like go over the top and it has to be a little cheesy. Like there's those fans. You're the fans who like want like a good movie. We're like, mm-hmm. I want to watch a horror movie. That's like a good film that has good acting, good character development, like good storytelling, good themes. You have those fans. And then you have fans who like might come into it totally like just to watch a movie. Right? I'm just going to come into this blind and see what it is. It's how my wife watched the first Halloween movie and liked it. Mm-hmm. Cause she came in just being like, well, I've heard good things. I don't like horror movies, but let's watch it. Um, and she liked it. And so I think that's what, what I like about this film is he basically went, okay, I'm going to do something completely different because I can't win. I am in a, yeah. like he did Halloween kills, which is, which is different in a lot of ways. I couldn't win 2018. I tried to do kind of a, an homage film. Couldn't win there. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do what the studio told me I have to do. I'm making my movie because I can't win anyway, which is why mm-hmm. like when I read these reviews, but like it wasn't brutal enough. I'm like, you, you're not going to get us. Neither was yeah. the first Thank one. You. A film that's yeah. that brutal. It's just not people gonna... are forgetting people are forgetting the subtlety of the first one oh, everyone's yeah. remembering slash look slasher films like you said nick and that nick your great point you're never gonna be able to win nope. we're yeah. we're working on this first feature and i'm like people are gonna love it or people are gonna hate it 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 builds up to something and if people like that payoff great but there are gonna people that there are gonna be people that say it's, it's not enough it's not brutal enough Fine. I'm not. A, I'm not a slasher film director. I'm more of an atmosphere guy. Yeah. I like. I like to stuff to build and yeah. I like. But 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 there's a place for Terrifier too, and there's a place for yeah. Hereditary in this mm-hmm. world, especially mm-hmm. in this genre. We should have both. We Absolutely. should have both. And if you get a film that does both and balances out both, great. But you're never going to please everybody. So. I think you're right. I think Gordon Green was just like, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want with this last one. And uh, I, I listened to the Film Threat uh, podcast. It's great. I suggest everyone goes and listens to it. It's wonderful. Um, and they um, they were saying that there was a rumor that, you know, he had a last minute change of of uh, of mind and was like, we're rewriting everything for this mm. last one. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. And, and yeah, I think, I think that's like, at some point you just have to accept your fate as what, as to what you committed to. And yep. yeah, I would also really uh, hope to see a director's cut at some point. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because oh, I yeah. wonder, yeah. I wonder what he was forced to take out either for time yeah. or yeah. for studio notes. Um, I the think, three hour cut. I yeah, yeah. I would be or really interested in, Yes. I, I wonder if Michael Myers wasn't even in this movie. Would, yeah, Again. right? I what would love like to see the Snyder cut of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. What if, like, again, the ultimate trolling, what if Michael Myers wasn't in this at all? Yeah, I think and it, it was better. just the story. Ryan, no Michael Myers sense. would have been a better movie. Ryan. Have, yeah. <laughs> I think you. I think you hit it. I think that. I think Michael Myers was reshot in, honestly, because if you think about it, he really did want to do 
pay homage to every single one that he was, you know, the the tri- the original trilogy. And it would make sense that he would completely remove Michael Myers from the last one because that's the what they did in that's Halloween did. Three: Season of the Witch. Yeah, that, man, I, that's I, a good theory, I think man. You're right, man. I, that's I a think, good. Fu- that's you. That's not me. That was you. Well, I wonder if, like, that. What if? What if that's the thing? Like, that Corey just becomes like that's the that's the arc, right? The Corey becomes the shape, and then it's not about Michael Myers at fucking all. It's mm-hmm. about again, and that that tracks with the theme of Haddonfield, right? The like, if your theme of this is trauma and Haddonfield, the town. The town is the thing that is evil. Yeah. And then yep. the trauma that this family experiences, which tracks Lori's journey to who she is now, tracks the daughter's journey, tracks Corey's journey, trauma's effect on Corey and his relationships. And so you have him just become the shape and there is no Michael Myers. Michael Myers, he leaves. Like he is gone. He, he kills that daughter and he's gone. And so, yeah, I bet you're right. I bet all of a sudden the studio was like, no, 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 Michael no, Myers, no you got it. Corey, shoot no, no, everything. No, no, <laughs> what does he do? He says, okay, I'll put Michael Myers in, and then boom, kills him. There's no there's no like chance that he's coming back. Fuck you, executives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like good luck making another Michael Myers because movie. Because the this. shot of him, if you've not seen this movie, I'm about to spoil it. The very spoiler. end, oh. they there's no clearer way to say this man is physically dead. Because they've tried chopping his head off. He came back. Like they they just smoosh him in a in a car grinder. Is that what that machine oh, is wait. called? And then and then okay. So so Beth and I, I had the hugest, biggest problem with that ending. So so the, it says you know she's doing the voiceover and in an unceremonious way. Da, da, and the whole town's That's following her. So wait, so I said, they I, said, I said wait. I was like wait a minute. Did they get a fucking citizen app? Evil dies tonight. Like like what, like a notification to join Laurie Strode. Like I was like what is this? And also did oh, anyone else? Yeah. Did yeah. anyone else think Laurie was going in after him? into yes. the grinder i was like is she gonna is someone gonna push her in it's, it's like Corey gonna like jump up and push her or in? is she like gonna jump in after him to ensure i was like we're losing I, two tonight i bet <laughs> bethany i bet they shot that too i, I bet, bet they, they shot, shot it too like she, yeah, she literally yeah. like hops in with it yeah okay. Okay. Like, it would make sense because that's love they're so yeah, dependent the sensuality Nick on sensuality. You know, I have to say this too. Ryan, you this ha- Tyler's podcast, Halloween sensuality. Sensuality. Uh, Ryan, you you highlighted Randall's <laughs> comment, which was great. Which was there are so many shitty sequels in this franchise that it was kind of refreshing to see something different. Totally. I agree. That's I, a good point. If you put this up against everything else, that's why I say it, I really think it deserves a reexamination. I also root for the underdog. If people hate something, I'm usually like, I like it. Then how do you not like Halloween Kills? That's the ultimate underdog in this entire Oh, no, fuck that movie. Because that's a bad movie. No, no, movie. that's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that oh. movie. There's no sensuality for me there. Vincent D'Onofrio isn't in it. Yeah. And the reason why I root for the underdog and Terrifier, not to, not to bring it uh, not to bring it too off course, but Terrifier is a great example of that. Terrifier 1 rotten everyone hated it well oh, no, cri- no, no, critics critics it. critics hated it oh, yeah. critics hated it. i think what he did was great it was a ca- callback to like we have suddenly we have like another uh iconic slasher hero and i'm not a slasher guy but you t- he leon D- uh, damien great guy staten island guy love him to death he i don't know him but like i just love hearing his voice because i'm like those are my friends <laughs> um because uh, i'm from staten island so anyway he um he took the critiques and he made something better with Terrifier 2. Now it's like 90% fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so you, uh, from an underdog comes 
good things. You know what I mean? And like, if you, that's why I always root for the underdog. I always say like, and I feel like this movie is just like Halloween three in the sense that it is Halloween three season of the witch. It is the underdog. And I think it deserves to be reexamined when people have calmed down a little bit. Uh, this, this literally was the movie they did to this movie, what they did to Michael Myers and Halloween kills the entire town that wanted Michael Myers went and burned this movie to the ground. And I don't think it deserves that. I really don't. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really I, think it's the underdog and it will rise up at some point and people will go, yeah, it was that bad of a movie. Listen, yeah. it has issues. As a film, like we've oh, talked definitely. about, like, it has issues. But again, I I challenge anyone in this conversation, especially slasher film, I, I'm going back to a very specific horror movie genre, find me a slasher film besides maybe the first Halloween movie and maybe the first, like the first Halloween or the first Friday the 13th, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, like the big, the big ones, right? Like the the holy grail of this genre that is not does not have problems like i, I yeah, yeah totally dude sure. and it's just, sure. it's, part of, it's part of the genre it's part of it's part yeah. of what you're signing up to watch and be a part of like you're gonna sacrifice somewhere so like it's weird people don't want and, remakes right we don't right. want remakes we want originality yep. but then you do that and you're like same thing with return of the jedi right you don't want yeah. you want i don't want original i don't want remakes i want original so a director's like Okay. okay, here's an original. I hate and it! And, and everyone hates it. Exactly. It. Now, it. To, to put an asterisk on that, uh, uh, Nick, I urge everyone who's like, there wasn't enough Michael Myers, there wasn't enough de- oh, killing or whatever, go back and watch the first one. It is all atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's all the fear of what might happen. And then there's some big kills in it, but they're not huge. They're not super big. There's like, you know, they're not, there's not that much as people remember. It was a slow burn it was more it was one of the slowest burns now funny thing is friday the 13th the the people who produced that were like we need our halloween but with a bunch of kills and horny teens there's more kills in friday the 13th the first one than there is in halloween but it's so great because there's mystery because you still don't know exactly that movie's so great and nightmare on elm street introduces the idea of like what if your killer is a character and not just a right yeah but you're right that's right. why halloween the very first halloween is so fucking good oh it's so because good. like so good you, i remember watching i watch it now and i'm just it's still and i know i know the beats right i know yep. and it's because you were sitting there the whole time just going it's nope, so slow nope. that and movie is so slow it plays on fear right this this innate fear that we have as people right that you are being watched or followed or uh-huh. hunted like mm-hmm. you Jamie Lee Curtis is being fucking hunted in that hunted. movie. And it's, it draws on this primal, like, moment. And that's something the 2018 movie does really well in, in the bathroom stall part of it. Like, the very, well, oh, the very yeah. first That's one. a like, good scene. That's yeah, a good yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Because, but so Halloween, the original Halloween is that scene, but for an hour, for an hour. And then, mm-hmm. like, 30 minutes of the, of the actual, like, the cheetah chasing the gazelle. Yeah. Right? It's I all... Mean- yeah. And you couldn't do what Halloween 1978 did because people don't have the attention span no, for that anymore. No, exactly. They don't have the patience. Like a, a lot, I, I, I enjoy movies that want you to be patient, and, but that doesn't put asses in seats. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to kind of find the, the balance, mm-hmm. you know? Which I think is what he tried to do with this, right? Is there, I think so, yeah. Um, I just think I think the break was too hard. Like it started off in a thing and then like, mm-hmm. break, like you said, break too hard. And then you had to do all this character development too quickly, which... Again, had this been the second movie, had I got my Oma, had I got my Force Awakens movie in 2018, because yeah. I want that. I want, I want, I want, I want the chicken noodle soup. I want that chicken noodle soup. I want that that little like. Mm. I know what I'm getting. This feels right. I'm into this. And then the second movie, you're like, and now for something. Sorry. 
Nick wants his force awakened. We need a new song for <laughs> Nick on Sensuality. <laughs> Welcome to Nick on Sensuality. <laughs> uh, right? And then done this, and they're like, okay, I got that. And now for something completely different, that this is what this trilogy is going to be. I would have been like, in its way. Because I got my little I got my little like uh, little shimmy, got my little like what I needed. And then and then I get your Michael Myers Myers shimmy <laughs> when he powers up after that I, murder. Yeah. Like when I saw the first time, like I want me a little Michael Myers. I want me a little Jamie Lee Curse. I want I want that old dude walk around with that creepy ass mask again. I need that. Yeah. Um, and then give me something uh, totally new. Speaking of which, we should mention Nick Castle was in this movie. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, he got yeah, his line. I, I mean, that. that was like homage on homage. You got his mm-hmm. see something you like. <laughs> yeah. And he got. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's. Okay. So we've run through the plot, the characters, um, homages. Are there yeah. any we're missing that you guys picked up or Easter eggs that we haven't talked about? We'll, we'll start to wrap things up here. Cause I got a few final questions. for sure. you guys. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in terms of Easter eggs or anything people should look out for. I, I, I think the greatest homage is the movie itself, uh, taking Michael Myers out of the film and really making it like the feeling that people had when you watched Halloween three season of the witch for those who wanted more Michael Myers, they didn't get that. I think that was his actual, actually, I think that was, his greatest homage was making it almost to the T like that feeling of he knew he was going to do his Halloween three season of the witch and he fucking did it. And man, what a swing. Dennis, That's my personal question, take. question for yeah. you. Yeah. How was that movie received when it came out? Like what was the re- Halloween, was Halloween three? three? Like, yeah, <laughs> terrible. Go watch my terrible. documentary on it. YouTube.com okay, slash D Callow. No, 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 it's, no, it was, it was, it was panned. Hated. The franchise was dead. Yeah, franchise, they, yeah, the franchise, they were like, and, and this was John Carpenter and Deborah Hill saying, we are going to do something different. We're going to take this in an anthology direction. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Imagine Amazing. every Halloween, we got a different Halloween oh, movie. I would love that. Oh yeah. my God. Halloween 2 ruined that. Yeah. Well, it was it really Halloween. Halloween 3 was the thing that ruined it because they said, Michael Myers burned in that hospital. We have to do we want to do something new and this was this was people coming up with something actually original you know yeah. so but yeah long story short it tanked tanked yeah, yeah. You know? and then years yeah. later now it's loved now in it's the, universally in the years loved. of netflix like it's streaming existed this would have been like a streaming horror movie series where like the first movie is the original yes. halloween mm-hmm. even if you were done the second one like people have eaten that shit up and been like oh no man three's here and it's something completely different my yeah. my personal story with halloween three season of the witch was I, so I didn't grow up, like I, I grew up in a time where whatever was on TV is what you watched, right? Yeah. I'm older. So. We're, listen, we're, I think we're the same age, friendo. We're all the, around the I same age. I think we're all around the same age. age. Yeah. So, yeah. so I saw Halloween three seasons of the witch first out of all the Halloween movies. I never knew that Michael oh, Myers okay. existed. So. You didn't even know Michael Myers was right, a Right. So I was like, so oh. then my friends were like, wait, you've never seen the first Halloween. I'm like, yeah, no, I've never. So they put it in. And I'm like, who's this guy? What does this have to do with the masks? What's going on? Like, what? where's the continuation? And then they explained to me, no, that movie screwed everything up. And I was like, but I liked it. Like, <laughs> you that know? movie made everything right. Oh, it was so good. I wish they had gone on with that, that yeah. anthology. I'm sorry. So I've diverted no. too much. No, it's okay. No, no, no. no. I, I well, diverted. I did. I one of I the, um, on that track. One of the Easter eggs I loved too was, so in the original 1978 version, they showed uh, the movie they were watching 
was the thing from yeah. outer space. Yes. This one, it was John Carpenter's yes! the thing. So that yes. was a great, great That was horror. awesome. That was wonderful. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's Bethany's um, favorite I love horror movie. The thing. It's a <laughs> perfect horror film. The first time like two now, weeks ago. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. That one was also universally panned, and that flop. that one basically flop. almost ended John Carpenter's career. Yep, yep. I and now it's beloved. Wait, I can't wait to do the deep dive on that. I have so much to say, and I've learned so much about his journey and his pro and his like process of making that film. It is such, it's such a hero's journey. That movie, you know, it's wonderful, and I, that's I like covering movies like that that were originally like seen as like these are terror. Like what what did you do? But then you start to put it into context of the time and the other films that were out. Look, Blade Runner came out the same day. They were both panned by critics. And now that's crazy to me. I know. Wow. I know. And now it they're is, considered think, classics. And know? I think that's what time does. And I think mm-hmm. you guys are right. This movie, I think in 10 years, we'll look back. Because who knows where film will be in 10 years mm-hmm. or what will be kind of the mainstream perception of what a good film is. Uh, I think this film will become one of those ones that people yep. will look back on and be like, yep. Yep. I want something with substance. I'm going to go watch that Halloween ends. Cause I remember I didn't yep. like it, well, but then I did, but then I didn't, but then I, I did. I, yeah. I think the trilogy will be looked back. On. I think you will have people with this movie, just like the one we asked. We have like Halloween one and two, right? And then you go to H2O, which I think is that, that trilogy. And you have people who watch that who are like, no, I love, like, I love the first two Halloween movies. And the, and the Halloween H2O is okay. But, like, I'm cool with that. So, right? You have people I know that are, like, hardcore, I don't know how, hardcore into 4, 5, 6. Like, they, even 6, they're like, no, I love 4, 5, 6. I think you'll have people with this trilogy be like, no, 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 no. And then you have Dennis who's like, Halloween 3, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, and um, I think, I think, I think if I'm going to, I'm going to withhold, I did not like it. I'm going to withhold judgment until I see the actual full, I just want a director's cut. I want to know what the intention was. Yes. Like if yeah. this was the true vision of what the movie was supposed to be, or if there was so much interference being done that it became something that, you know, that the green didn't anticipate or didn't intend or didn't want. I think I, I, I just feel like it's so erratic that even in the absence of like all of the other movies or even with some time passing, I feel like the erratic nature of that, of that relationship between Alice and, and Corey that got just like, so blown up so quickly. I feel like that still is going to feel too fast. And I really want to know what the original vision for that was mm-hmm. um, because it's just, I, I, I want to like this movie because Jamie Lee Curtis is such an icon and I love this character and I love that she has been afforded the opportunity to, to originate a character and see her out. Like yes. that is such a long, yes. so yeah, I know. Right. So many times. <laughs> Um, that is such a gift, I think, to a performer oh, to really yeah. be given the opportunity to develop a character over 40 years. Like, what an amazing opportunity. So I really want to love it. And I, I just need, I, I hope that we get a chance to see, like, the full vision of it, um, w- you know, in a director's cut. I think I the Jamie wonder, Lee Curtis cut. <laughs> yes. She signs off on, too. Like, cause I feel like when you're getting her to come back, because she doesn't have to do these movies. Like, just- no. Well, a at shit. a point she did. Like she okay. was con- contractually obligated um back in the day. I think even H2O was a situation where she had to do it. Uh, um, and these I, may have I could been, be wrong on that. But and for she these may have been, ones, probably. I don't think so. 
I, I wonder if she was contractually obligated for this trilogy. Like, cause it would be difficult to oh, sign on so? for, I mean, I have no idea. I, I'm guessing because yeah. it would be really difficult to have a trilogy with the full, this full slate of like, we're going to end it with Halloween ends and not have her Lord in it. Road. So yeah. I wonder if it was like, well, if the first one does well and you we do end back. up doing, you have to then contractually come I back. But then she has I, to I, I don't know that, though. though, to be like, I, okay, I know I'm coming back to do this character for at least this one. Like, I like what your, your plans are for 2018. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. back into this. Yeah. Um, it made uh, a shit ton uh, of money. And she I was will, like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will say, I will say this. Uh, she, as a human being, is one of the most wonderful people. She stood by David Gordon Green so much throughout all this. Never turned on him. You see a lot of people turning on directors. You see a lot of people saying, well, you know, I've, when the bad reviews come in. Yeah. She has stuck by story. him and yeah. said, this man has a vision. I believe in it. And I'm going to stick with it to the very end. That's so classy. And like, God bless that woman, you know, she's for all that she's done. I mean, Yep. You know, and she's literally, she's like, she's literally, yeah. isn't she a duchess? And all of us yeah, are saying, ah, David Gordon Green's Hollywood a hack. I mean, yeah. so many people yeah. were like, Gordon Green's a hack or whatever. She's like, I, I will stand by this man. And I, I fully respect that. And whatever oh, their sure. relationship was, like as a director, that's a dream. You want people to stand by you, even if it's failing. He's not a hack. He can't be because this is, he's so, not, he's he's whether not you hack. like Halloween Kills or not, like his other films, like, the the filmmaking like the actual like cinematography filmmaking is it's very beautiful good. in all mm, of gorgeous. that whether you yeah. like the style like i like watching they're they're enjoyable to watch but the acting mm-hmm. so my thing is means that dude whatever he's doing right every person he casts in these movies gives a good even if it's over the top and goofy i'm like no it's committed it's specific yep. and like trust me that's an actor's job and i get that but that also means because film is an editing medium too. That means like those actors were in it to win it for him, and they did they did their shit because there is no like phoned in no shitty performance even from the kids. And kid actors are hard. Kid and so actors to me, I'm like you're a tough. good filmmaker. You know what I you're think doing. Any yeah. issues I have with any of these last three movies are in the writing. I think that the script yeah. is tough, and I think that. The story is rushed. I think that the acting is on point. Mm-hmm. I think that e- there are moments that are cringy for me with some of the child actors' dialogues in earlier Oof. in the earlier films. And like yeah. some of the teen dialogue is pretty tough. Yeah. But again, the kids are selling it. It's the writing that I think is is again by committee or too yeah. just a little bit wrong yeah. tone. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, everyone's like, fuck, he's doing the exorcist. I don't think the exorcist needs to be rebooted at all. But oh, is he doing uh, the exorcist? That's his next what? project. Really? So I, I'm he's hoping that the they have a good yeah. right. I mean, like, look, writing right now, I personally think this is my personal opinion. I think writing is in the toilet right now with, with most films, both bigger films that are coming out. The writing is just abysmal. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that we're going to see a turn somewhere with where where where, where there's actually well written dialogue because <laughs> we really are lacking that, especially in the horror. You know, this is why people gravitate towards A24 because they're written well. Mm. Oh, you know, the man. characters yeah, are written are. well. There, it's good writing. You know, and then well, look, then you have a Terrifier too, which is like pure fun, and but but they nail like that's nailed they because it's specific. They, yeah, they know what they're doing. What they're it's doing. specific. Yeah. Exactly. So right to what the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. I, I, so I'm 
look, I'm not going to well, go see the new Exorcist, but I don't know. Ryan Dennis, may change my mind on that one too. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I always come back. You like, bring up anytime you're doing this, like you got to be specific. Like, again, yeah. sorry, this is the teacher in me because I teach theater. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are you doing, right? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Like I have students who are really good writers and they're really good at dialogue, but there's no story there. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. great. I love that you, as an actor, like I'll take that and I will have a fucking ball, Mm -hmm. but your storytelling, people are going to be like, what's the story? It sounds great. Everything's got to be specific. And that's like, like, terrifier too. shit. Like, yeah. Oh, you want, you want, you want it to be, you want more, you want more. Okay. Yeah. Then that's, this is the movie I'm making. Like, on it yeah um, so we are currently working with a writer for i'm going to say the name of the movie is called hide uh, it's it we're very excited about yeah we're really excited about it it's um we are finding a balance between building the character in the first half hour and scary stuff you know but for the first half hour you're with this character and you're learning about her and you're growing with her genius. and like that was what we loved we, we we we've been watching a lot of movies that we love and I said, do you know why I love Alien? I love Alien. I love the first one. And the second one's okay. It's more of an action movie. But the first one I loved. Why? I loved every single character. And there was and a lot of them. time with them. I yeah. loved them so much. And when they died, I got sad. And when Ripley survived, I was cheering. Because I fucking loved them. And in that movie, in the director's cut, I don't think you could even get away with this. You spend an hour with them before you even get to this planet. That is character development. Now, can you do that now? No. So, but we, so we have to condense it to a half hour, and that's even a lot of time to spend with a character. See, you know, I, it's, I, I, I think but, you can do it though. I think it just has to be done. You have to know, but you got to know. You have to gotta know keep what it. You got to keep it moving. You got to keep yeah. it moving. You know, <laughs> but you can do that in character build again. Halloween one, right? Like it's a slow burn, but there's there's always something happening, even though you're spending a lot of time with. Like there's a lot happening in the space, right? In the void. There are things happening. So it, while it's slow and it's a slow burn, aliens the same way. Aliens the same way. There's still stuff happening. It's just yep. happening peripherally, yep. and that's good storytelling, right? Where you're yep. like, I just watched Possessor, which I liked a lot, and it's slow, but there's so much happening like mm-hmm. around it that I'm yep. like, no, 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 it works because I know that I know it's building, so yep. I, I, I'm in it and I like the person. And I will say this: when that half hour is up. My God, does that clock start ticking in oh, this movie? Move, it's like, man. oh shit! Like it, like suddenly you're in, you're in third gear, and it's like, oh no! But it builds to that moment. So, is yeah. it sensual though? And Nick, Nick that's why we need your help. Sorry. Bit of a tangent, bit of a tangent, but I also think that one of the greatest homages that they missed out on uh, was to actually take one of the songs from Halloween three, like one of the chase songs, like Chariot of the Pumpkins, and modernize that and put that in the track. So we all could have been like, "Just look at Chariot of the Pumpkins!" Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Put the horns up, baby. Um, sorry. So, no, no. Let's um. We'll wrap things up, guys. It's uh. It's, it's dinner time here the, in the UK. This stream is longer than the movie. <laughs> I know, right? It's oh, saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My, we were talking to Sarah's. Like, are you guys going to talk for four hours? And I was like, like last time we did four hours. <laughs> we also <laughs> covered four movies. So yeah, holy shit! A lot. Okay, um, yeah. our Maybe. movie. No, we'll wrap things Hello? up here. Um, but I guess to kind of do that, guys, would you recommend people go see? Halloween ends if they have not seen it yet. Nick, start with you. 
Yeah, I totally would. I think it, I think okay. if you like if you like if you like the Halloween movies, like in general, if you're if, even if you like Slash, you'd be like, I like these movies, or you like Jamie Lee Curtis, or you like, yeah. I mean, listen, you know what you're you you don't know what you're getting, but you do you do know what you're getting. Like, I go into it if you go in and you just have fun. I yeah, I think it's great. I think it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. It's well shot. Um, I think there's some really great moments. In it, there's some great moments if you like slasher films. Um, the cutting the tongue out one was brutal, um, and well done. And I think it's I think it's fun. Is it has problems, but you know there's a lot of movies that have problems that you still can really enjoy yourself. I think in general this trilogy is for me at its low point is still low, but I still have fun through all of it because I like the character. If you like the character of Michael Myers, I think it's a good one to go see. I would watch it. I'd watch it again. Okay. How about you guys, Bethany? I would say no um, until or unless a full, again, a full director's cut comes out. I think that everything Mm -hmm. that that I like about it, I like from the original Halloween. So I would say just watch the original Halloween. Um, I would say if the stuff that is new in this film is not complete enough for me to be satisfied with the newness of it. So I think I would want a longer arc from Corey. I would want a longer, more realistic, romantic arc between Corey and Allison. Um, And I don't get that yet. And I think we will get that at some point. So I would say no with an asterisk. Okay. Dennis. I would say yes. Uh, But here's how I would suggest you watch it. (laughs) Watch (laughs) Halloween season. Watch Halloween (laughs) 3. Watch Halloween three seasons of the witch and then you're done. No. Uh, so here's what I would do. If you're, if you're interested in the Michael Myers arc, I think this is a very interesting way to watch this. Watch the first movie, then watch mm-hmm. Halloween ends. Skip everything else. Watch those two movies mm-hmm. back to back. I guarantee you're going to like Halloween ends. Guarantee. I think that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Skip everything else and just revisit it that way. And then watch Halloween three seasons of the witch. Because that's the best one. And then, out of watch, Halloween, <laughs> and then watch Halloween H2O because it's, oh, it's lovely so good. and there's some pretty wonderful wait, psycho wait, homages. Do you guys like Halloween that haircut. You, am I, I not love. alone? Am I not on an island? I love that like movie. That? I gotta H2O go watch just, it. It's been a while. H2, I think it's better than the reboot. Did yes. we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> do you want to do karate <laughs> in my garage? Yes. <laughs> do you want to do karate in my garage? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Halloween H2O is. It's awesome. Yeah. Unfortunate title. And a very bad haircut permeates the movie. But at one point, <laughs> but at one point you get because her Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, well, I can't remember her name, is Jamie in it. Janet, 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 Janet Lee, Janet Lee is in it. And at one point says, "Can I give you some motherly advice?" Because she plays an older colleague. And then this the the psycho theme swells it's, and then blends back into the regular awesome. background music. And Janet Lee walks off to the type of Cadillac she was driving in Psycho or whatever oh. the car it was. And oh. just like this, like <gasps> it's, that's that's, that's fan service that right there. Is that's a great. friggin' movie. Yeah. It's so good. I, I love that. I like that movie because I love it. Again, for me, H2 is great. Halloween two, and then that movie—that's yep. that's the one where I'm like, those are my three, yeah. mm-hmm. those are my my three winner 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 chicken dinner. Oh. Uh, but she's Myers. still his sister in that movie. Yep. Yeah, I'm um, fine with that. I'm fine with that storyline. And I she's also that. traumatized. She's drinking too much. You know, like it, yeah. it's a very realistic alternate universe take on her. And um, <laughs> it's a great. Our cat just came into the frame. Uh-huh. Halloween H two O all the way. Yeah. She, oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. We just can't listen. Love yes. It. Let's play drums Love in the garage. <laughs> well, all right, guys. So speaking of movies, we cannot go without talking about a little film coming out very soon. Um, and this is I'm gonna play the trailer, Dennis. Oh trailer. snap! Okay, okay, yes. I yes, know yes, it's yes. premiering soon, so yes. let me go ahead and play that very quickly here. Hang tight, guys. <laughs> Oh my god! And that that trailer awesome. is that half the, the length of the movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a four-minute movie. That is we, so good. That's thank you. I mean, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks. Guys. Yeah. So, tell us a little about um, when is this premiering? How can we see it? Um, yeah, tell us a little about Doors. You won't. I know we, you don't want to give away too much, but what are we willing to share? You want to? You want? I'll let you take sure. this. Yeah. Um. So Doors is a is a short film that Dennis and I shot over quarantine. Um. So mm-hmm. in 2020, 2021. Yeah, it was like when the fourteenth variant came yeah. out, and everyone was like, "Please stay home again." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Dennis shot it. You know cinematographized it. It was just the two of us. Yeah. The two of us decided to produce something while we were like locked up and we were like, let's just do something short. It doesn't have to be like this big production. Mm -hmm. It'll just be the two of us. And then it became a big production with the two of us. (laughs) It's uh, So it's this little film about a woman who is uh, in her apartment and suddenly hears knocking coming from every door in her apartment. She's terrorized by an unseen force. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it premieres uh, Halloween. Halloween at midnight. Uh, so October 31st, as soon as you wake up, it will be on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash decalow. Uh, we're also going to be doing a Tilda uh, and Tilda and Uncle Van live stream, which are two characters that we perform as. And uh, they that is a live stream that will be on Halloween night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also watch it there live with us. I believe it's going to be part of the segment. Uh, one of the segments in there, hopefully. I think. Um, yeah, we're really excited about it. I mean, it, it, it had a nice little run on the film festival circuit. We got into some crazy festivals. We didn't get into any of the big ones, but we got into some awesome. maniacal ones that we were like, this is great. We're in good company. And uh, short, it's four, four minutes. Four minutes. Uh, it's nothing. There's nothing gory. It's all psychological. You don't, you know, but it's, uh, I think it's pretty scary. I think it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. I think it plays on the isolation a lot of us have been feeling for the last few years. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. then we have other films too. Uh, Lonely Hearts uh, is available on my YouTube channel and all my other films are available on Vimeo. Uh, and again, now we're, now we're, we're working on our, Another short while we're working on these two features that, you know, we're working on, I'm working on something, a couple of things with you, Ryan and Nick, and we're also working on our own thing called Hyde, which we mentioned. Um, but we are also working on something t- tentatively titled Demonatrix. <laughs> and it is a short horror film that is fully dubbed. So it's, so it's meant to look like an old Italian movie that oh, like, you, yeah. <laughs> And Love so, it. and so, it's in that vein of like Mario Bava, gory, practical effects. Practical effects. Uh, it's it's insane. And for those who will get it, you will get it. For those who don't, they're not going to know what the hell to do with it. 
<laughs> welcome, welcome to this genre for sure. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this this it. one at Demonatrix is Demonatrix is one hundred percent for horror fans. Like it okay. is going to be loved by horror fans and probably for for people who aren't into that the, the Italian gore stuff. They'll be like, "What the hell? Why is something Why wrong with the audio?" Like. You know? <laughs> love it so yeah hey yeah. as as someone who suspiria is one of my favorite movies oh. i can't wait i can't cannot wait to see that my man so um, good. love suspiria love it nick tell us what you're up to my man where can we find everything you're up to uh first of all just log rolling for you guys like doors is incredible like ryan's oh, thank you so and i like watch thank it on my you. phone with headphones and then i like I like screen share it to my big ass TV in my living room and watched it again. Um, oh. It is, it is, um, it is amazing. I just, oh, thank I, you, thank you so much. The cinematography, the sound design. I sent it so to I, Nick and all I said is, look at this camera work. And he immediately <laughs> texted me back and he was, and was like, Whoa. No, this is me. This is me. And this is me log rolling myself. I'm like, hi, Dennis. My name is Nick. <laughs> Can we be friends? Do you need actors for anything you're doing? I, I just, Call me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, uh, you mentioned Bethany's performance. I have to just say, Bethany's performance in that movie is completely dialogueless, completely wordless. It's so good. And you feel every, it's a testament to how yes. great of an actress she is. Thank you. She is, and I'm not saying this because we, because she chooses to put up with me every day. <laughs> I'm saying this because it genuinely, as a director, she makes my life easier. And it's, that this performance is that performance is wordless and it's and it's great. That's thank you. It's great. I highly recommend it's four minutes, but it's a great four minutes of just really solid filmmaking and storytelling and just visually it is and again, that's testament to both of you guys. I mean it, it is thank just you. Thank you, you. you as a team creatively made something really cool and I, I highly recommend watching it. It is visually pleasing and the storytelling it's the storytelling it's pleasing. It's a log rolling to you guys, go check it out. Thank you. Um, very kind. Yeah. Thank you. Um I just, I have no life and just talk about sensuality. So, you can find me. I'm on IG a lot. I do a lot of baking. That's very random. Um, He's but, amazing. Uh, you can check out, I, I bake a lot. I'll come up state with some baked goods for you guys. Um, did you see that art? The cl- bread, did, you, but... did you see the art, the clown cake that someone made? That... Nope, but I'm going to Sorry. now. It's <laughs> Uh, Googling. So yeah, you can find me Instagram. I'm on socials. Uh, there's a little movie Ryan I made, which I'm proud of. We did it. We did it. Um, it's that a is movie. On Ryan's we made a movie. Page. We made a movie. We made a movie. We did it. We made. It. We made it's it. Called we made it. Lane. You it's can called Reverie Lane. On this YouTube channel, actually, where you're Sweet. watching this. Yes, yeah. give it, give it a watch. Um, I mean, I, I know Bethany and Dennis, but what can you do? Um, but uh, I do theater around the city. So um, part of Voyage Theater Company. Please go give Voyage Theater Company a follow. Again, on the socials, they're a great, awesome theater company doing new work from uh, playwrights, or, uh, new playwrights and playwrights from other countries. So multicultural work. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you like baked goods, follow me on <laughs> Lots of bread and cakes. Amazing. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Where can people find you, Ryan? you, Ryan? Oh, the gracious on. host. Thank you so much for come having on. us for two no. and a half hours. <laughs> this was my pleasure, guys. Uh, honestly, guys, you can find me right here on this YouTube channel or every Monday at somewhereintheskies.com. Oh, uh, new episode. Coming out in a couple of days now. Um, ooh, oh, on Halloween. I'm so, I didn't even guys, really wait, that. wait. Let me just tell you my Monday sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Every what Monday kind of morning, I, I do. Here's first. what I do. 
I, I, I work out first thing in the morning. So I listen to, I start with let's not meet. Then I do somewhere in the skies. And then I do, I save the Saturday episode of last podcast on the left for the middle. That's like, you know, that's right. And then I finish it off with odd trails. If you want to do a podcast sandwich, Put those all together. <laughs> You'll have the best morning of your life. That's oh. my Monday mornings. <laughs> yeah, you can also find me on Ryan's podcast. I do voiceover stuff for him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been hearing Sorry. your voice Absolutely. on there. Yep, the nasal, um, the nasal Midwest quality of this. Stop. Midwest. Love a, a Midwest. Always a place for it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, guys. So that's where you can find me. Uh, Bethany, we did not get your handles or anything. Let oh. us know where we can find your your individual work. Yeah, I do most of my stuff on Instagram, Ms. Bethany Watson. Um, I am also on Twitter, Radio Bethany. But all of my stuff is on my website. Just go to BethanyWatson.com and uh, click around. Amazing. Yeah. Guys, was so this concise. was so much fun. This is so, so much fun Thank doing you this. for we'll having us. Yes, thank you for having us. What an honor, um, man. We, what an honor. Nick knows once you're on somewhere in the skies, you're on for life. Yeah. So we will definitely be doing this more. Um, yeah. But no, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for uh, going through my crazy schedule and rescheduling this a million times. But uh, we made it Don't happen. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. I hope I'm so glad. I'm so glad we made it happen. And, and Ryan, thank you for everything that you yeah. do. I know what you do is a labor of love, especially in the UFO field. Uh, but we're, yeah. we're so grateful that you're, that you do what you do. Yeah. yeah. We are big fans big of this fans. household. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm big fans. I've been of- a fan for years, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Sensuality. That's, that's my podcast. Nick, <laughs> we've, we've breeded a new podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome guys all right i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let the three of you go and finish wrap up with the audience here okay and uh talk shit about you guys no i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, this was an absolute pleasure i will talk to the three of you soon okay we love you bye happy halloween happy Happy halloween Halloween. Halloween. bye Oh my gosh, guys, I special thank you to Dennis, Bethany, and Nick for taking the time out of their morning to do this. Uh, to all of you for watching, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed Halloween Ends. Let me know what you think in the comments below about the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, clearly, uh, I hope we covered it enough for you tonight. Uh, but this is a lot of fun. I love doing stuff like this during the Halloween season. Move away from UFOs a little bit. Try a little something different. So I hope you did enjoy that. And I hope, hope you will enjoy our new episode of Somewhere in the Skies premiering this Monday. Uh, the YouTube version is already up. It should be one video behind this one. And I got to talk to documentary filmmaker James Fox about his new film, uh, moment of contact about this crazy UFO crash that happened in Brazil in 1996. So I'm going to go ahead and tease it a little bit for you. Here's a clip from that episode. There's testimony coming out now that we're the ones that shot at the UFO that crashed. That gash it had in the side. I'm not stating this because I don't know, but some Brazilian U- UFO researchers who've been digging into this case since 1996 are claiming that the Americans shot at it. Oh, interesting. That's why we were involved. on that. But these are people that would have access to to high-level Brazilian um, military. I I can confirm that, that are stating that it was was known that the Americans are the ones that shot at it. Because it had a huge, according to the eyewitnesses, it had a huge gash in the back of it. It was in trouble, and it had white, weird vapor 
coming out the back of it. Not like a smoke from a fire. White. Mm-hmm. There you go, guys. A little teaser of our episode with James Fox. I hope you will either watch right here on YouTube or be sure to check it out on the podcast this Monday. Be sure to subscribe to this channel Click like, share it with anyone you think might like it, and same with the podcast. Give it a subscribe, a follow, wherever you get your podcasts, and always looking for people to tell their UFO stories on Someone in the Sky. So you can reach out to me right here on YouTube or at the website. Use the contact tab, someoneintheskies.com. Uh, but other than that, guys, I hope you have a very happy Halloween if and when you celebrate. Uh, I hope this was a good way to kind of ring in the spooky season with y'all. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. So signing off from Somewhere in the Skies. Keep your feet on the ground, but never stop searching Somewhere in the Skies. Infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim. Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.